up, guys? Wait a minute. You guys aren't the real Avengers. I can tell Hulk gives it away. Awesome. Episode 167. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, clean, erase it. Let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over Culture pushovers, pop culture, leftovers, uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers, sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Leftovers. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's pop culture leftovers. Five, five, four, four three, three, two, two one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the, the leftovers. leftovers. All right. And joining us this week, we have a special guest. Straight out of England and into your ear pussies. He's a motherfucking Jedi. It's Dan West. All right, Dan West. Thank you for joining us. Bono was tasty. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be a complete episode without hearing that. <laughs> it's the first time you did it. It was a little awkward. Now it's it's become its own little thing. It's old hat. It's old hat now. Yeah, I'm getting bored with it already. I've got to admit. <laughs> change it up. Uh, this uh, this is uh, the episode before Rogue One next week. Yeah, wow. Yeah, we are talking all about Rogue One next week, Jake. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to it. Next Saturday, it's all Rogue One. Next huh? Saturday, I'll have already seen the movie at least two times. Nice. At least two times. Yeah, I'm going to be lucky to squeeze it in once. Oh, man. I'm definitely seeing it twice. I'm going to go see it Thursday night and then like first thing like Friday. I'm going <sighs> to go see it again at like 1 o'clock. I'm super jealous of you. I cannot wait. Yeah, there's no, nothing I could have done about it. Yeah, just work? Yeah, work. Fucking yeah. work. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna see it once. If I can't see it twice, I will. Now, now see now, you guys over in England, you get to watch the fucking Marvel shit like two weeks ahead of us. Not happening yeah. with Rogue One. You you have to see it like the exact same day as us, correct? Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna be able to see it for a while yet because they just sold the fuck out, man. If you didn't advance book your tickets, you're not getting in, dude. The way, the way I bought mine is like I, there's two IMAX theaters that are 45 minutes away from me, and that's the only way I'm going to see this movie is IMAX. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to see it any other way for the first viewing. So I had uh, the Fandango app up on the phone, and then I had Fandango up on um, the uh, Safari page. Nice. That's the way to do it. So I'm like as like tickets went on sale, I'm flipping back and forth between the two so I can buy whoever like opens up you know, mm-hmm. the the ticket. Yeah, whichever uh, server gets going faster. Exactly. So I'm going to a different theater than I usually go to, but I know I've got a ticket to go see it opening night, so I'm good. Yeah. Awesome. It's yeah. exciting. It's exciting. Yeah, I'll probably be going Friday. 
whenever yeah. I can. Yeah. Uh, we got a big show this week. Uh, I got a lot of fucking shit to talk about. Uh, what do we got? Uh, talking about the Westworld finale. Yeah. Uh, hopefully having Ashley on for that. She's going to let me know when she's ready. Awesome. Uh, we're also going to be talking about the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer. Shit, man. I wish I would have got a chance to watch that again. How many times have you seen it? Uh, at least four. Four times? Yeah. You've seen it way more than I have. We, so. we, can, we have time to watch it again. Yeah, I was going to, I was going to start the show with it. Oh. Yeah, I can, I can pause. Yeah, pause. I can watch it again. Do it. Yeah, but not, not right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're just starting the show. I don't want to jump right into it. Yeah, go for it. I know there are some content people out there. Get to the content. Yeah, fuck the content. <laughs> <laughs> to those people, I say, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you and your content. Yeah, it's our uh, content. It's our content. We can do whatever the hell we want with our content. We can dole it out in yeah. whatever kind of way we want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we may never even get to said content, you know? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> we could name the episode something we never talk about. <laughs> right, right. We should do that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Oh, what was I doing on the way here? I was listening to, uh, the Millennials podcast. Oh, how was that? Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to that on the way here. The young, younglings. Yeah. The younglings. You know that, like, you guys have been teasing that one for a while. And just like, just like classic Millennials, it took forever for you guys to get around to doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. It was, uh, it took us a long time to get everyone in the same, you know, well, not the same space, but the same time just to get, get it recorded because yeah. everyone's pretty busy. And we've all got different schedules. What some of us work, some of us go to school. And it was, uh, took a long time. So yeah. much so that Dan forgot he was supposed to host it. Oh my God. It was hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> like, like, uh, you're, you're telling Dan, like, on the show, like, on the show, hey, you're the show showrunner and he's like oh i am and then and then and then throughout the rest of the episode he is definitely not the showrunner it's like he, <laughs> who no, is pretty much dan west oh that's hilarious yeah it's like oh, dan west is... interviewing the millennials basically it, it was kind of like he was like i am i am knighting you showrunner and then like he never does anything uh show running wise like he brought it like you know i mean he's talking about his you know top five this top you know what i mean yeah yeah but yeah that dan west was running that fucking show <laughs> yeah i i had to give him I, right at the start i even had to give him a cue to start talking as well and he was like oh yeah uh what are we talking about then and i was oh no dan come on classic millennial <laughs> classic millennial are we getting distracted by a selfie stick <laughs> yeah true and, and the other thing that i thought was hilarious is finn still fucking waving that fantastic for josh trank flag like oh, yeah. will not let it go <laughs> Will not let it go. Does he love it? He he likes it, and he doesn't know why. Yeah, yeah he doesn't know why. No, he doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't he know. couldn't come up with give, one legitimate reason. Give me one solid reason why you like that movie. I like it because it's so crappy. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I like it because it's just a horrible B movie. No, the okay, and he's talking about. I didn't know this about Finn. He is uh, one of. He's the oldest of. Uh, he's got three brothers, so he's the oldest of four. Mm -hmm. Yeah, honestly. I would rather see a movie called The Fantastic Four about him and his three brothers <laughs> than watch, watch that. Yeah, a, than watch that Fantastic Four ever again in yeah, my life. Great title. Wow, nice. <laughs> I know. That was a long setup just to get to that one thing. It was worth it. Thank you. <laughs> I'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah. Wow, so. The Fantastic Four. Yeah, I know. Do I've, they have powers or I've been just following on, them around? I've been holding on to that for like at least two hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Do they have powers? No. Yeah. Uh, no. Just follow them around? No, it's basically, you know, just, just that following them around, their daily lives, mm. you know, yeah. that kind of thing. I would watch that. I would watch it too. <laughs> 
Let's pitch that. No, but I enjoyed the episode. It was nice to hear. You know, I've heard from most of these guys. Heard from Finn. You know, I've, of course, I've had Jacob Harmon on the show, and uh, you know, Dan Hunter. We I know we know Dan Hunter, but it was nice to hear Adam Cornett. You know, I haven't actually heard him on a podcast, so that was cool. Yeah, it was really nice to get to talk to Adam, man. He's such a cool dude, and I mean, he, he said himself, you know, he's he's quite a kind of quiet member of the army. Um, but he really wanted to do this episode, so it was a bit. It was just great. He came up with some really like interesting choices as well, mm-hmm. stuff that none of us thought about. Yeah, I it, loved it his awesome. um, uh, Roger Roger Rabbit. <laughs> oh yeah, Roger Rabbit's one of the greats. And then you went on this whole tear about seeing her uh, the JJ. Yeah, I did. <laughs> did you know you said that it was only shown in the cinema? But let me throw this out there to you, dude. If you have a copy of it on Laserdisc, mm-hmm. you can see it there as well. You can. Oh shit, I did not know that. Yeah. And with the Laserdisc, it's really they had the frame by frame, so it's a lot easier to uh, make that happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, like he knew that like it was gonna make it was gonna make a lot of like grown men's uh, lives happier. Well, hold on. Here that we go. version. What? One one Halloween, my ex girlfriend she uh, she dressed up like Jessica Rabbit, and uh, we went out drinking. Got home, and uh, you know things are getting a little frisky. And uh, she says, uh, "So, do you want me to keep the wig on or take it off? (laughs) Keep it on." (laughs) Did you play lots of patty cake? That question. (laughs) Oh, we we definitely played some patty cake. Patty cake. Yeah, yeah. she kept she kept it on. So, (laughs) yeah. All right. Uh, life goal achieved. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. Uh, let's see here. I guess we are going to be jumping in. You know what? Let's just jump into the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer um, right now, and let's talk about that. Um, let's start off. Dan. Yeah. Dan. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming trailer dropped. Uh, what did you think about it, man? Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I loved um Oh, let me go over the rating pieces. system. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're going to rate this thing. Uh, so if this is your first time listening, uh, we want you to be familiar with the rating system. Do the we? rating system <laughs> is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right, Dan, now you can rate it. I'm sorry. I cut you off and shit. Uh, I would give this a... I'm going to go high taste it for now uh, because we didn't really get to see too much. We got a lot thrown in. Um, some good like peaks of how the Vulture's going to look. Some cool shit with the new Spider-Man suit as well, like the quick release on the Spidey symbol and stuff like that. Um, a lot of Easter eggs in this as well, which, which the army was pointing out on, um, on the page. Like um, having uh, Howard Stark's like painting in the background and then there's like a big... Uh, sort of like load of pictures on the back mm-hmm. of the classroom, and yeah. then the last picture is um, Bruce Banner, which I thought was really cool. But yeah, it was it was it just looks great, man. It does, and I mean, I'm not worried about like Tom Holland at all. And it, of course, it was amazing seeing RDJ in there as well, and like <laughs> their chemistry, even just in the trailer for those few seconds, was still fucking hilarious. So yeah, I'll high taste it for now, but I, I'd like to see more. Jake, yeah. Uh, the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer. Um, I don't know. I found this pretty underwhelming, actually. I'm going to give it a low taste it. Um, there was nothing here that really, like, gave me goosebumps or got me going crazy. Um, I, I do think this is going to be a good movie and possibly a great movie. But I honestly didn't think this was really that well cut of a trailer, at least for me. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the uh, MGMT song choice. 
I don't know. I feel like that song's already like six to eight years past its prime at this point already, and it just didn't really do it for me. Like it's what would you know Tom Holland, Peter Parker would be jamming to. I thought that was kind of weird. And and I don't know. I thought nothing really like had me cackling with laughter when I watched this. So it just I'm kind of confused because from what I've seen, public reaction is pretty much like overwhelming for this thing. And I don't know. This just didn't seem like the greatest trailer in the world to me. It's a low taste it. Wow. Okay. I, I'm shocked. Yeah. It's just like, wow. yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I still think this is going to be a really good movie. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I thought the vulture still doesn't look awesome to me yeah. by any means. And I don't know. What, what do you want? You guy want to see a guy in feathers? I, I don't know. I don't necessarily want to see that, but yeah. what I've seen isn't like yeah. freaking me out any, you know? Okay. It looks like the same kind of stuff that, like, oh, let's put him in like a fucking Power Ranger suit again, just like they did Green Goblin. Am I getting caught up in the hype then? Because I loved it. Am I, I, am I just getting caught up in the hype? I think, yeah, I think you are. I, I guess my rating is just on this trailer and okay. this, this cut. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Especially after, I hate to compare it to Guardians, but like, Guardians had me just fucking like falling out of my chair with fucking laughter the first time yeah. I saw it. And and I think you've brought up points like this before. Like yeah. it's kind of a problem when Star-Lord is a funnier character than Spider-Man. Yeah. And, and I don't know, just from those two trailers, it just kind of like Spider-Man yeah. never had me just really like cracking up. Yeah, we haven't had a full movie with this Spider-Man yet though. Yeah, you that's know? true. We haven't had a full movie, so... And I'm confused why so many people are getting their jollies off of seeing just the uh, Spider-Man and Iron Man, like, flying together scene. Yeah. Like, I get it if, like, we hadn't seen Civil War. Mm-hmm. But it's like, uh, okay. He's flying alongside one hero. Mm-hmm. I- I've seen him, like, with the whole gang already. Okay. Like, I'm, I, yeah. I just didn't understand why. That, it's the last moment of the trailer, and I'm fucking, I'm, like, blowing up because it's happening. No, we got the but Marvel it, fanboy giving it a low taste. It. I'm a little taken aback. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's fine. I yeah. mean, I, I I was confused. That's why I watched this fucking thing like four times. Yeah, I'm like, why? I don't think I really love that. Well, maybe I need to watch it again before I before I rate it or something because I I loved it. I thought it was great. I give it a Tupperware. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I loved uh, I loved that John Hughes feel that it has. Uh, I love the fact that we're going to be in high school with this one. Um, you, you uh, his. His, I, I like the fact that uh, he's got his little buddy Ned Leeds mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in this one, which uh, are, are, are they are they totally are they totally taking that from? Because he's not the Ned Leeds that we know from the comics. Like the, no, he, no, no, he no. Met I, him as a reporter, and like this is. Are they taking this character? Are they kind of combining him with the character that Miles hangs out with in high school? It does very much seem like that character. Right. But I saw – yeah, I saw Dan Slott actually say that this is not the Ned Leeds from the, the comic It's book. definitely not. Yeah. It feels more like the character that that Miles is buddies with. I agree. I, I'm slipping on the character's name. But, I don't remember either. But it's been a while. that's what it feels like. So it totally feels different. I like that. Um, I mean I love the interaction in the limousine or whatever car, you know, Tony's in. Yeah. Uh, with the hug. I thought that was funny. That was my biggest laugh. Yeah. I thought it was great. <laughs> I mean this is just like – this is the first trailer. Um I thought the suit looks fantastic. Uh, I thought the vulture. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna have Michael Keaton in this movie, mm-hmm. and you're gonna want the vulture to be a badass, that's the costume. I think that's a really good costume to go with. I think you know, kind of like the uh, like the biker helmet or whatever that look is, and then yeah. the 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 metallic wings that are almost kind of like they're functional. It's almost like a like a 
a flying device. Can it be a mix though? Like, why are we going to hide Michael Keaton's face? Like, can it be the suit without the crazy Maybe, fucking hey, headgear? Let's, let's watch it first. Yeah. Let's I, watch it first. Maybe he doesn't want his identity to be revealed because maybe he's like, we don't know who, you know, we, we don't know. He, he's a lot, he, I guess he, in my opinion, he's younger than the, the vulture would be in, oh, yeah. in the 616. Yeah. Maybe he's like kind of like uh Maybe it, he's not either. Maybe he's like that character and he's actually siphoned youth to himself again. That's true. I yeah, that's true. I I'm just thinking like with him having this technology that maybe he's like a rival company to Stark. Mm-hmm. What's the rival company that they brought up? It was uh what's his Hammer. name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hammer <laughs> Technologies. Like maybe Love that guy. Maybe they're like maybe like uh he bought that company out or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh it just uh, – he's got to have some access to get that technology. And I'm thinking like uh maybe he's like with a, a rival company of like, you know, Stark Industries or something. I don't know. I'm just kind of throwing it out there. But I had a lot of fun with the trailer. I thought it looked really good. I, I like Peter Parker. I like the John Hughes feel. Also gave me kind of like, you know, you've got uh, – we didn't get to see a lot of the supporting cast. I mean I we're getting some teachers in there, Martin Starr from Freaks and Geeks. We're yeah. going to get Hannibal Barras. We're, there's, a, there's a ton of people that we didn't get to see in this that I do want to see, like how they're going to play out. Um, and you don't want them to do like fucking they did like with Jonah Hill and Hail Caesar either where they show just the one scene that someone's in. No. So a lot of that stuff no. you're probably going to wait to see in the movie. Yeah. You've got to figure. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't think that they're going to be like, oh, let's give Hannibal Buress a huge part. Like yeah. Martin Starr is not going to get a huge part. I think like they threw Martin Starr a bone because one of the writers on this was one of the child actors from Freaks and Geeks. Okay. So – um the the youngest act the youngest boy from Freaks and Geeks like your main kid mm-hmm. he's one of the writers on this oh that's interesting Spider Man movie so I think that's kind of like why they threw Martin Starr a bone to have him in this in this film I still have high hopes for this movie like I really do I just like I said I don't know this to me this trailer was just like ooh I wish that would have been better there was so much mm-hmm. hype for it and yeah it just really didn't rock my world I liked it I thought it was a lot of fun yeah. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the movie. I like Tom Holland. Uh, I don't know. I like the fact that, uh, and I am warming up to the fact that we're not gonna, it, it makes me feel like we're not gonna get, uh, Mary Jane for quite a while. I feel like Mary Jane's not gonna be a part of high school at I'm all. Very, I'm very happy about that. Like I said, just a, last episode or a couple episodes ago, like I did not want this to be Mary Jane. I, I love the character Mary Jane, but it was more so like once they got married. Mm-hmm. And I loved, I loved it when Spider-Man was married. And then like when that went away in the comics, I was a little upset because I thought they, they were onto something great there. Mm-hmm. And when that went away, I was a little upset. So I can deal with that. It looks like the girl that, uh, Zendaya is playing is Michelle and she was kind of the girl at the table. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of, I looked, she had like the glasses on. She, you know, she looked homely or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, so the girl that it looks like Peter has a crush on. That's Liz Allen from the comics. Yes. So I think that she's going to be the one that he probably pursues through high school because they got time to work with this character, a lot of time. So I think like once he gets of age and he's out of high school, that's probably when they'll introduce the Mary Jane character. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to know you can bank on that. You're going to get a few movies here and actually like have a slow build on some mm-hmm. of this stuff. Yeah. Cause like in the first movie, he's like out of high school after like the first half hour. Yeah. Exactly. And now we're in the city. He's a photographer. You know, it's, it's like crazy. And not that the amazing Spider-Man movies aren't bad enough, but they're even worse now that it's like this incomplete thing with all yeah. these plot threads that right. will always dangle. They never got that trilogy at yeah. least. So yeah. yeah. And they left stuff out there, you know, oh, a ton of stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. Sorry, Dan. It's like we've just been rambling on and shit. I don't even know if you're still on the fucking call. Yeah, I'm still here, man. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Jesus. Like, like, yeah, that's all. Like, when I listen to the Millennials podcast, your voice is like the only voice. You and Finn are like the only voices I hear. Now it's like the exact opposite. <laughs> Finn's <laughs> yeah, here too? You guys, you guys don't, you know, leave gaps at all. So anytime there was a gap and we got some quiet, then I'd start talking. But, you know, you guys are on it. So I just kind of wait. Wow, now we sound rude. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez, if we'd only give him a chance to speak and shut up every now and again. Jesus Christ. (laughs) PCL, home of the zero gaps. (laughs) Jesus. All right. Sorry, Dan. I loved it. I I gave it a Tupperware. Um, Jake, I'm shocked. I am just shocked. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. It happens. Sorry. Don't be sorry. No, I think it's an honest, honest, very honest answer. Yeah. I wanted to love it. I was I was buying the hype before I saw it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, according to Deadline, uh, based on the success of the global trailer launch yesterday for Spider-Man's Homecoming, the Culver City studio has announced that its sequel, Spider-Man Homecoming 2, they put Spider-Man Homecoming 2. They're not going to call it Spider-Man Homecoming 2. Oh, I wish they would. No, they're gonna. It's gonna whatever <laughs> Spider-Man Two is gonna be. It's, they've already they've already uh, greenlit it for uh, a release of uh, July fifth of two thousand and nineteen. So uh, Independence Day weekend uh, in uh, two and a half years. It's gonna be called Spider-Man Vice Versa. Uh, Sadie Hawkins. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There we go. There we go. Yeah, they're all going to be dance titles. <laughs> the final one's going to be prom. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that'll be the final one. Spider-Man prom night. <laughs> prom night. Yeah. Fuck this episode. You don't like it? Nah, not a big fan. Yeah, nah, fuck it. Not a big fan. Uh, let's see. I found this interesting. Uh, what links did Tom Holland go to prepare for his role? Uh, during a Facebook Q and A, he revealed this: the coolest thing. I think I did for this movie was I enrolled in a high school in New York in the Bronx <laughs> as a secret. No one knew who I was or what I was doing. I had a fake name and a fake accent. I went to a school for three days. It was really fun. It was really interesting because New York high schools are so different to schools that I went to in London. I went to a school where you have to wear a suit and tie and it's all boys. And for me, it was the first time that I was in a classroom with girls. It was a really strange experience. It was really fun. Now, this is where the story gets really cool. I think even cooler than what like he just admitted. Yeah. And it gets very, very meta. Um, Tom Holland, he goes on to explain that he admitted to one of the students that he was Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Check this out. He says, I told one person. I told one kid at the school. I was like, hey, man, listen, I'm actually Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He did not believe me. (laughs) At the time, I hadn't made the movie, so I didn't have any pictures to show him to prove that I was (laughs) Spider-Man. No one believed me, which is actually a good thing because it makes me think that if Peter Parker went up in his school and was like, I'm Spider-Man, everyone would be like, nah, dude, no, you're not. (laughs) 
I thought that's so awesome. Yeah, that is fucking awesome. That's yeah. crazy. And that's a good thing he did that too. Like shake off the cobwebs of that. Like mm-hmm. he thought it was so strange. You you don't want him seeing that on stage or on set. Right. Like shake out those cobwebs and right. and bring it. That's that's hilarious though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wonder what that kid thought like after he saw like Civil War. Oh, I know. Like oh oh shit. <laughs> oh my god, dude. That I I went to school with that guy for three days. I didn't believe him. I was such a dick about it. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah, that's an awesome story. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think that's just a really cool way to go about preparing for the role. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. It's not and, – and you don't have to go like all crazy like Shia LaBeouf <laughs> fucking method actor. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You mm-hmm. don't you don't have to rip out your teeth and stop bathing for a role. You just enroll <laughs> into a high school for three fucking days, you know? Yeah. Like you said, he'd never been in the school and, and seen girls in the mm-hmm. same school he was in. Yeah. So like, you know, you want to – Get your boners there instead yeah. of fucking getting them on set. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I couldn't believe, like, the amazing shape this kid's in, too. Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. Jesus. So, yeah. wow. Yeah. CG, probably. He's 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 20 years old. I, I, I don't know if – and I know, like, we know he was, like, into parkour and, like, working out before this. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I don't see any reason like why it could be why it has to be CG. I agree. It takes a lot of upper body strength to do that parkour stuff. Yeah, you know it's not like, and you know like like uh, people that do that like they he he maybe just for that one shot like he worked out like crazy and then like dehydrated himself mm. for like a couple days. Because that's like what bodybuilders and stuff do before a competition. You know, yeah. I'm yeah. sure there's some that- kind of fucking. Oh, sorry, Dan. That's okay, man. That's he thought he no. Dan thought he had a. No, he thought he had a gap. Thought he had a gap. Yeah, think, think twice, Dan. <laughs> yeah. He saw That's the he saw the opening in in Madonna's teeth there for a second, and he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking go for it." It didn't happen. Shut. <laughs> go for it, Dan. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what Hugh Jackman does, doesn't he? When he has to do like a uh, you know topless scene for Wolverine, he has yeah. to like dehydrate and. He like works out shitloads before mm-hmm. they film, yeah. and then you have to get all pumped up and vascular and all the rest of it. So yeah, he probably did the same thing. Why yeah, look good, man. Really why, did look good. Why do you feel like does does Wolverine really need to does Hugh Jackman really need to do that for that role? No, I don't think so. No, it'd be fine <laughs> if he didn't look like a massive bodybuilder. Oh my, he doesn't. He doesn't have to. <laughs> no. like, he didn't look like that in the original X Men film. Yeah, you know how how else you could avoid him not doing that? Hmm. Put on the fucking costume. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Put on, put on the, they're never gonna do it. I know, it's so sad. We're never gonna get that now. We will, it just won't be with you. Yeah. God, if he was gonna put on the costume, which version would you guys like the most? Uh, I like the McFarlane one. I like the darker one. The, the two dark tone browns. If you oh, know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. That's my yeah, favorite. Yeah, that's one I like as well. Yeah, that's my favorite as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I mean, we all, we, we were all reading the comics in the 90s. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that's that's what, that's what he became. Like, he went from being Relic Wolverine to like modern kick-ass yeah. fucking Jim Lee Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. You know what? We talked about, I, I didn't want to bury the lead. I thought that was like the big one that I wanted to talk about as far as like, uh, getting it out of the way there, that Spider-Man Homecoming trailer. Yeah. I can't wait to be underwhelmed by it again at the Rogue One. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's move into good pop, bad pop. It's time for more leftover reviews with good pop. 
Bear Pup. All right, guys, we've had uh, Rise and Dawn, and now we're going to get War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, director Matt Reeves is back to direct the third in the series. He recently spoke to Empire recently about uh, some of the scenes in the trailer, and I'll break those down for us a little bit later. I thought it was interesting, but I wanted to get everybody's thoughts about this trailer and what you thought about it um, from the from the jump here. Yeah, you care if I go? Uh, Dan didn't have a gap, so you might as well go. <laughs> I, I I really like this. I'm going to give this a high taste. It. Um, I was really excited to see Woody Harrelson. Um, I thought the action looked great. I love how this looks like kind of the episode three of the eight movies, where it's like really going to bridge that gap between you know what we see in the original Charlton Heston movie and these new series mm-hmm. of movies. It got me really fucking pumped. Um, the last one was so good. This one looked just as good, if not if not better. Um, a little bit cheeky with the on the nose stuff at the end where it'll be like a planet of the apes. No, he says planet of apes. Oh, planet of apes. They, that was a big topic of discussion between him and the other producers and everything. <laughs> okay. They said, are we going to say, is it a planet of the apes mm-hmm. or are we just going to say planet of apes? And they went with planet of apes. That was like a big, that was like a big discussion. It, they it, had. it should be. And thank goodness they left out the, the, yeah. So, so I, I even imagined it and it wasn't there. Right. So it's, yeah. you you didn't want it. Right. Dan. Yeah, overall, I I'm loved pretty it. Sure, I'm pretty sure he said Planet of Apes. I don't think he said Planet of the Apes. <laughs> I think he said all that will be left is the, a Planet of Apes. Do you want me to listen one more time real quick? We'll check We'll check it on our first all right. break. All right. And I could be wrong, but oh my god, I hope I'm not because that is pretty bad. I don't like that. <laughs> That's a little too on yeah. the nose. Dan, what did you think of the new Planet of the Apes trailer? Uh, yeah, it looked pretty good. Um, I'm gonna go with just to taste it for now because I'm a huge fan of the um, the original one of the new ones. Um, I th- oh, that's my favorite one. And uh, the first one with Franco. Yeah, I absolutely love that movie, man. I think it's fantastic. I thought it was um, great too, but I thought the second one was even better. I thought Matt Reeves did a better di- uh, directorial job than uh, the original. Yeah, sure, but I mean, it's just um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's just because it's like. It's more grounded in the first one. I like seeing the origins of the apes as well. I think that's it's really cool. But yeah, I did enjoy the second movie as well. Um, and as far as this one goes, it's a taste it because it's so heavy on the action in the trailer at the moment. And I kind of wanted to see more about you know what was going on behind the scenes, like the actual story, as opposed to just shit blowing up all the time. Mm. There was one moment that I noticed, which I'm gonna I don't know what the hell's gonna how they're gonna do it, but right at the end of the trailer you actually see a gorilla on the gun emplacement with the humans and he has something spray painted across his back like he's like been tagged he's like a slave or something like that mm. um which yeah i know i literally because i only watched it like a few minutes ago and um yeah that was the the thing that kind of sparked my interest the most so yeah just to taste it for now but it does look good i think it looks fantastic i'm gonna give it a high taste it as well as jake um i thought it looked great uh, the only thing that kind of took me out of it, and I know he's kind of making a comeback because, like, for a while there, it felt like he was just doing nothing or nothing good, and feels like he's kind of had a resurgence. Woody Harrelson, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things where I'm kind of worried because it. I love Woody Harrelson. I do love him. Mm-hmm. I think he's great. I've loved him ever since he was on Cheers for crying out loud. Oh but, yeah. And, you know, then white men can't jump and then, you know, the natural born killers, natural born killers. And I mean, I love seeing him like turn into this movie star and because he's such a big star, he can kind of take you out of things too. 
Yeah, I, that, I agree. Yeah, and that's what I'm worried about. I, I, to see him be kind of like the big bad in this, um, he's really got to convince me that he is this character and that he's not just Woody Harrelson. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And, and that's what I want from him in this role. Um, I, I don't know. but uh, So I'm going to give it a high taste, and I thought the action looked great. Of course, the mocap, that goes without saying. The nah, mo- yeah, the mocap. Second mocap, to second to none. It looks fantastic. But they talked with uh, director Matt Reeves. It was Empire that talked to him. And they kind of cleared up a lot of questions I had. because, like, And, and maybe this will help, help you too, Dan, because yeah. the, the, the trailer was action-packed. But, oh yeah, but when when you got a movie, Dan, and it's called War of the Planet of the Apes, if you don't show fucking war, you're kind of defeating the purpose of the trailer. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, I understand that, yeah. So it, it's basically it's setting up this war, and we've got to see some of that action. But yeah, it did leave some uh, questions, like well, you know, like what's going on. So he talks about some of the things that you see in the trailer. He talks about the little girl riding the horse with the orangutan. Do you remember the little girl? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. He says the actress is Amaya Miller. She's amazing. They find her along the way at what Caesar first thinks is a human camp, uh, a the human camp. Maurice is distraught because he thinks the girl won't make it there alone, and he insists that they bring her along. So Maurice, the, the I was orangutan. wondering what the fuck was up with that little right. girl. Yeah, like I didn't know if they kidnapped her right. or what, or possibly rescued her. Or, so that's interesting. That's cool. Yeah. So she's going to be hanging. It sounds like she might be hanging out with them the entire time. My question is, who is this little girl's parents? Yeah, and that's what makes me worry for about the safety of uh, of the uh, of the apes. Han and Leia. Han and Leia, yeah. Uh, he talks about the forest we see in the trailer. He says, we start in the Muir Woods, and Caesar has become sort of a legend. Uh, what is left of the U.S. Army has come down to come down in answer to the distress call that you see at the end of dawn. The fighting started in the city, but the apes have retre- uh, retreated into the woods, and Caesar has been rumored to be marshalling his troops from a hidden command base somewhere deep in the woods. Not an easy place to shoot, but it looks beautiful. They've been searching for him and searching for him. And here, mounting that hill, they're actually all on his, on this desperate search for that command base. They're not even sure he exists because he has this sort of legendary status. Wow. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, it talks about the trench. Uh, that's not the command base. That's an ape version of a trench. The fact that there's a trench along the border is what leads the soldiers to believe that they may be getting closer to the command base. That's actually the opening battle of the film. Oh, wow. He talks about the prisoners, and I find this really interesting. Um, at the beginning, you see this battle sequence, and we actually start from the human point of view. We only switch to Caesar's afterwards. The battle begins, and Caesar isn't there to begin with, but he arrives in the aftermath, and it's almost like paths of glory. He walks through and sees the injured and finds who they've captured. It's a cool moment, and it's very much about the fact that Caesar didn't start this war. He's been trying to find a way for there to be peace. So, Dan, when you talked about – he talk, he, talk, he talks about uh, finds out who's been captured – do you think that maybe that ape you see as the gunner was one of these captured apes? Yeah, I think so, man. But the other thing is, how the hell are they going to get like one of the apes to kind of work for them, if you know what I mean? Don't you think they'll be like completely loyal to Caesar? 
Hmm. Yeah. What What will cause the break off in the ranks? That's well, a good question. Well, remember there was like the uh, maybe there's different factions of the apes because do you remember like the in the second movie some of them uh, were were supporters of that ape that Caesar had a problem with. Oh, I forget the villain's name. I, I keep movie. wanting to say Scar or uh, something. Uh, Co- like it's Coba. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Keep, Coba. Yeah. So I'm glad we did. I'm glad he found a gap there. Yeah, he was right. <laughs> but maybe he's like a Koba supporter, you know? Yeah, yeah. it could be, man. Like, yeah, fuck Caesar. I'm gonna I'm gonna side with the humans now. <laughs> yeah, and that's all. But I mean, I know I say like you know, there's not enough sort of like story and everything in the trailer. But to be completely honest, I'm glad that they've kept a lot of things back mm-hmm. and they did just show us action because. You know, nowadays we see so much in the trailers that it does, like, ruin a lot of movies. So the fact that they kind of held back what was going on, we get the basic premise of what's going to happen and uh, and then let the story unfold as we watch it. So, you know. You're totally being still... contradictory to, like, what you said at the beginning, Dan. Well, I'm only rating the trailer, so I'm not rating the movie. <laughs> well, I'm rating your, your initial. <laughs> My bullshit rating. Yeah. <laughs> That happens a lot. I, well, you're, you're like, you know, like, I didn't get any meat of the story. All I got was action, action, action. Now you're, like, sucking the dick of action. Now, now it sounds like it's the perfect trailer. <laughs> exactly. Like, seriously. Total contradiction. <laughs> hey, welcome to Contradiction City, and here's your mayor, Dan West. Sitting right in the middle of the fence. No shit. <laughs> Fuck. I, I bet you, bet you, bet you didn't, didn't wish you found that fucking gap, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I was just shit my fucking mouth shut Jeez. now. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, damn, I wish Jake and Brian would have been talking that time. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I, our, he talks about the cave, if you guys want to hear about that. You know what? Just fucking look up the article. But he does – he talks about the colonel played by Woody Harrelson. Mm. And I, I did want to bring this up. Yeah. He says, and then we have Woody. He got so into his character. He's a special forces commando and he's just ruthless. And his backstory in the movie is very dark. What the humans have undergone is tremendously traumatic, and they're tr- and they're truly trying to find a way for the humans human race to not be destroyed. He goes to a very dark place, and what I thought would be fun was that he should do his own camo because that's what soldiers do. So what he's wearing is what he came up with. He came out, and I was like, "Whoa, that's amazing!" He was great. Um, on the confrontation, this is also that, – that's his quote. And then he talks about the confrontation between uh, Colonel and Caesar in the trailer where we see that the Colonel has the gun pointed at Caesar's head, mm-hmm. um, which he would not reveal if Caesar was captured or if Caesar allowed himself to be captured, which I found interesting. Like hmm. if you even have to bring that up, then there's yeah. a chance that Caesar allowed himself to be fucking captured. Yeah. Let me give <laughs> you this option B that I can't answer for you. Exactly. It's <laughs> like – so I'm guessing it's option B now. Yeah, yeah, like why sure. would you even bring that up? Me too. Me too. So he goes uh, – he says, that's back in the compound again. I won't tell you too much. What happens between Caesar and the Colonel is some pretty cool stuff. It was great to see Woody and Andy act together. Andy is an incredible actor. The mocap is just how that's recorded. Woody loves these movies, and he said to me at the beginning, I don't know how you do it, but I guess I'm going to find out. He and Andy just hit it off and did some amazing things together. 
So I bet Woody had a really great time with Andy. Oh yeah. I bet that was a lot of fun on set. <laughs> you know who else wants to have a good time with Andy on this fucking Who's Andy? That? That's crazy. Andy and Woody. That's the fucking Toy Story characters. <laughs> it is the Toy Story characters. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm sure they hit it off real well. Holy shit. Andy was the little boy and Woody was the doll. Yeah, you're right. You're this right. is fucking blowing my goddamn mind, Jake. <laughs> I'm like putting this together right now on the fly. Yeah. And then there's the apes. They're like the dinosaur guy. Hold on. Speaking of Toy Story, yeah. have they ever made like a dirty Disney movie like Sex Toy Story? No. Well, I mean, maybe. I think the closest <laughs> we got. Disney. But I'm, <laughs> I'm saying like some porno company, right? Uh, yeah. Think about it. Think about it. This fucking uh, divorced, divorced uh, single woman, uh-huh. like in her 30s, right? Okay. Uh-huh. She's got all these sex toys, okay? Mm-hmm. A butt plug. She's got, you know, anal beads. She's got the dildos. I mean, everything, okay? Sex swings, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, as soon as, like, she leaves the house, it turns into, like, Pee Wee's Playhouse for <laughs> fucking, like, sex toys. And they're all talking to each other and shit, you know? And they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe Nancy stuck me up there. It was great. And blah, 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 blah. And they're talking about how much they love her. And, like, nobody kind of wants to get close to the butt plug because they know yeah. where he's been, you know? Exactly. He's kind of, like, <laughs> off doing his own fucking thing. He's neglected. They haven't used him for a while. Yeah, 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 exactly. But then, but then, just like in Toy Story. Yeah, I get where this is going. You get where it's going. Yeah. She gets a boyfriend. Oh. Oh, no. Now she's getting the real thing, right? Yeah. She don't need them anymore. <laughs> so now we got, like, a bunch of lonely sex toys, you know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking, uh, you know what, uh, that, that'd be a great fucking movie, wouldn't it? Yeah, and then at the end, you can, like, in, the sex toys can be part of everything again. And it's like the big happy ending. Oh, yeah, I know. And, hey, they make a new friend. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, Bob. Exactly. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's someone to finally use the butt plug. Right, like, he comes across the drawer. Yeah. He comes across the drawer. He's like, why you been, hey, well, you kinky little bitch, you. Why you been hiding this from me? <laughs> there has to be, like, a, a really disgusting person next door that's, like, the uh, the Sid, yeah, like some really dis- <laughs> like some really terrible prostitute, Danny McBride, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like they throw the toys out and he oh, like picks oh, them up. Oh, the side oh, of the oh I know what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah, like uh, even like even sex toys think this shit's dirty. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like oh my god, they see what's happening to the sex right. toys that are already in there. Right, and like yeah. the fucking. Like, out, out around the corner comes the fucking three-pronged dog. <laughs> and they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. The island of misfit toys for that guy? Yes. Oh, my God. going to be insane. Wow, this is good. Good stuff. We need, we need to edit this part out. Yeah, yeah. This movie has to be made. That's great. Sex toy story. <laughs> I, we, we may get into trouble with the name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, instead of Disney, we can call it like Dickney. <laughs> that that will not help in not getting in trouble with the name. And you know, like the little Pixar, the little Pixar lamp that bounces along, yeah. it could be like a dick. <laughs> it, it should be a dick. At that yeah, point. yeah, like a dick and like two little bouncy balls. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and he jumps on a box. Yeah, he can like sperm out like one of the fucking like letters or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Hey, Dan. Yeah, here's a gap. Here's a gap for you. What do you got? Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't tell any of these sex toys there's a gap. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, so the War of the Planet of the Apes. Mm. <laughs> that was a thing we were talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Looks good. 
Looks pretty <laughs> fucking good. Uh, <laughs> you got a little Larry David there. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. All right. Tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take our uh, first break. Of many. Of many. <laughs> and then we're going to come back with more Good Pop, Bad Pop. You know what, Jake? We yeah. went, we went on our break, and we had a listener, uh, Joe Nito the third. Yeah, Joe Nito the third. No, he sent us a package in the mail. I, I had no clue what it was. Joe Nito wanted to send me something, so he sent me something. I put my ear up to it. It wasn't ticking, so I was like, "Cool, it's either it's not a bomb. <laughs> still could be anthrax. I don't know." Yeah, it still could have been. It still could have been anthrax. <laughs> That'd be cruel. Yeah, he 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 was like, "I'm gonna bring the noise." <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, okay. <Lame>. <laughs> anyway, so Joe Nita sent us a package. We opened it up. He sent us a nice little uh, Christmas card in it, and sent us some uh, Christmas gifts. Uh, one for myself, one for you, one for Frank, one for Jay. Yes. And uh, I opened it up. Uh, Jake, uh, go run down the list of. Uh, uh, the gifts for everybody else, and then I'll talk about my gift. Yes, Jay got the uh, Funko Pop Voltron. <laughs> because he's a huge fan of Voltron. Because he loves fucking Voltron. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Um, Frank, he got the uh, Deadshot Suicide Squad movie figure. Going back to Jay and the Voltron, oh, yeah? he'll look at it one time and never visit it again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, wow. We should make sure you're there for that. I, yeah, it'll be the only time. Um, and then Frank got Frank got the Deadshot from Suicide Squad because he, he actually liked the movie Suicide yeah, Squad. Yeah, it was the uh, Deadshot. It was a Deadshot figure, mm-hmm. kind of like a what is it, like a six inch figure? Yeah, it's a yeah. nice figure. It I is mean, a nice figure. If that movie was worth a shit, yeah. Like, it'd be something cool to have. <laughs> and that's what Joe Nito put. He said, you're the only one that liked it, so I got it for you. And he's like, I got you the best part of the movie. And and I agree with them. Deadshot was the best part, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm sure those figures are probably in the clearance bin right now. Too. <laughs> <laughs> um, along with the Blu-ray. <laughs> along with the Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and he got me a uh, Chewbacca fabrication, which is the uh, – plush line of Funko Pops where it's like actual like hair on it and stuff and everything. So that's super cool. I did not have the Chewbacca yet. Nice. So that's fucking awesome. Nice. I, dude, thank you so much. I was actually just looking at this on Amazon.com like literally last week. He got me the uh, six inch Supergirl figure and I am so happy. Oh, yeah. Joe, I witnessed it. He freaked out yeah, when he saw I what it was. I literally hugged the action figure. <laughs> and thank you so much, dude. I was actually just looking at this on Amazon.com. And uh, thank you so much. What a what a fantastic Christmas gift. I, I love Supergirl. I'm going to tell everybody right now, it's my favorite of all the CW shows. I love oh, Melissa Benoist. She's my favorite. And I love it as much as everybody loves The Flash. And I love The Flash. Mm-hmm. I just – there's something – that she is embodies that character anytime she gives like a speech or anything like my heart just like 
like grows three sizes. I, I absolutely love Melissa Benoist. And so thank you so much for that amazing figure. Yeah, Joe, thanks a ton. That's awesome. You didn't have to do that. And yeah. we really appreciate it. That was yeah. some really nice swag. He didn't have to do it, but he did it and he made my fucking day. Yeah. So thank you so much. Quality swag. And uh, yeah, fucking on break, <laughs> I scored Rogue One tickets for opening night, seven o'clock <laughs> IMAX 3D. How the fuck did you pull that off? <laughs> so what a fucking break. I like hacked into the fucking Fandango system. Yeah. And fucking made that shit happen. It's amazing. So yeah. someone, someone's gonna be pretty pissed when they realize there's no room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys, Can I just give a quick shout out to uh, one of the army members. Is that okay? Yeah, you found a gap. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, cheers, man. Um, I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, Rod Clairbout as well because he sent me um one of these Star Wars Metal Earth um construction kits of the Millennium Falcon because they cost three times as much money over here as they do like, you know, in the US. And he, he just mailed it to me and mailed me a really, really nice thank you card as well for, you know, like doing, you know, the the leftover army stuff and, and things like that. So man, thank you so much because I know you'll be listening. So yeah, thanks man. Really appreciate that. You fucking rule. Yeah, that's awesome, Dan. Are you into those? Those like metal like you fold them into the ship things? Yeah, I really wanted to get them, but like when I first saw them, uh, this like toy store in the town, like about twenty minutes away, um, mm. I could, I literally couldn't afford it at the time, and I've been fucking jonesing for those for about a year since um, the Force Awakens comes out, and uh, yeah, and now I've got one. Now I've got one of the ones that I wanted. I wanted the Millennium Falcon and the R2D2, and now I've got the Falcon. So thank you so much, Rob. Yeah, I've got um, Kylo Ren's ship. Next time I see you, you can have it. Oh. <laughs> so that's what about a year away probably yeah yeah i got it in one of those fucking boxes of bullshit and i i, I don't need it <laughs> was that a sponsor sponsor one or no it was not the sponsor one okay <laughs> it's not the sponsor they have nothing but the highest of quality stuff well yeah next time i'm sort of sleeping on your floor i'll definitely grab it for you man thank you very much yeah no problem no problem so yeah what a fucking great break great gifts yeah Rogue one tickets uh, yeah we should fucking go break again and see what happens <laughs> Fuck this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see here. Uh, we're going to talk Westworld here in a second, but before I do that, uh, I want to talk about uh, something that I wa- I watched two episodes of this show. It's a new release. It's on Hulu. It's called Shut Eye. Mm. And uh, it's about uh, Charlie Haverford is a scammer with a small chain of fortune-telling storefronts and contracts, building tricks for a family that controls the business in the greater chunk of Los Angeles. A blow to the head from a client's angry boyfriend intersects with a, hip- with a hypnosis session while auditioning a new clairvoyant. And suddenly, a man whose entire life has been based on fraud begins to see and feel some very real and fundamental truths. Charlie's wife, Linda, is sick and tired of their mediocre life and wants to break away from Fonzo, the single father who runs the Marx family's psychic empire and controls the Haverford's future. Uh, Rossellini co-stars as Rita, uh, the cunning, seductive, and sadistic matriarch of the Marx clan. It stars uh, Jeffrey Donovan. He plays Charlie Haverford. He's from, you guys probably recognize him from Burn Notice. Um, Katie Strickland as uh, Linda Haverford, Angus Sampson as Fonzo, David Zayas as uh, Eduardo Bernal. He played uh, Sal Maroney on the new Gotham series. Okay. I saw the two uh, first two episodes of this. I have heard from other people that it takes about four episodes for it to get really good. I'm going to give it a taste it so far. Mm. Um, 
Is it all available for you already? It's all, yeah. yeah. Hulu's different than Netflix. Sometimes they will yeah. space it out week to week, and sometimes they just drop the episodes all at once, uh, you know, so you can binge them. Uh, 112263 was spread out over like eight episodes, eight weeks. Yes. This was 10 episodes and they just dropped them all. Um, it's okay. Uh, the first episode, in my opinion, uh, was enough to get me to watch the second episode. Um, but it was just all right. I've never seen anything like it. You've got, you've got this guy and, uh, this, the Fonzo, his family is like, they come from a long line of gypsies. And they control like the all these psychic businesses in the area, and it's I've never seen anything like it. It's it's different. I, Is it like an hour show? It's an hour show. I'm gonna keep watching it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get through the whole season. It's just um, when Fuller House season two dropped on Friday. <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot about this show. So yeah. I'll talk about that here in a moment. But yeah, check it out. Uh, at least I've heard once you get to episode four, it opens up and it gets a lot better. Um, but um, some of the acting in the first episode is a little suspect. It gets better in the second, but it's still not one of those. Sh- it's one of those shows where it's got enough to keep me invested, but I'm still not like. It's still not like. When I watched Goliath, mm-hmm. like by the time I got to the second episode, I was hooked. Okay. Goliath was just, you know, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And like, this just isn't, it, it, it's not at that level yet. So you heard a source that says episode four though, huh? Yes. Okay. I've been told through Twitter that like once you get to episode four, this show just opens up and it's amazing. Okay. So, uh, we are going to be talking Westworld. I'm going to get somebody on the line here. Let's see if I can do this real quick without losing Dan. And it didn't go through. So, fantastic. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. Hey, we're back. Yeah, we are back. And, Jake, we're going to be talking about Westworld with Mr. Dan West. And we're going to be talking Westworld with my co-host from Sweetwater Saloon, Ashley. Welcome, Ashley. Welcome. Hi. All Thanks right. for having me, guys. Absolutely. Yeah, I, we talked about this from, like, the get-go. Like, we had to have you on for, like, the Westworld season finale, you know, review. Uh, we're going to talk about the entire se- – not the entire season. But we're going <laughs> to talk about – Yeah, we're not going to – no, we're not going to break it down. This is not going to be a 10-hour episode. Well, we're going to overview, overview very briefly yeah. the entire season. I think me and Ashley have talked about this <laughs> enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know how much more I have to say. <laughs> time to time to close this motherfucker out. So, yeah, yeah. we're going to talk about season one. Um, I'm going to actually go to two. Like, if everybody's listened to uh, Sweetwater Saloon, they already know what me and Ashley thought about it. But I'll, I'll talk to Ashley here in a little bit. But I want to know, Dan, Dan, I want you to talk about uh, your experience with Westworld, what you thought about it. And then go ahead and if you want to, like, rate the overall season, uh, feel free and go ahead and then I'll have Jake do the same. Okay, man. Well, it was it was tough for me. It's tough for me to rate it because some of those episodes, like in the middle, I think three and four, really kind of dropped off for me. But um, it was really fucking interesting to watch. And being like a big film fan and everything as well, and obviously you know like TV fan as well, 
but seeing all these kind of cinematic cues for the stuff that they were going to have revealed in the final episode, I thought was really interesting. And um, yeah, seeing, I'm not going to like spoil anything now. We'll talk about it in a minute, but yeah, those reveals, especially in that last episode, I, I saw them coming and you and me, Brian, we spoke about it on Facebook and everything, but um, yeah, it's a fantastic show and the fucking acting and the cast they have in this show is ridiculous absolutely fucking ridiculous so i'm gonna go i don't know I'm, I'm i'm just gonna have to go tupperware i think because i really did enjoy like pretty much every single episode and just those couple ones in the middle kind of fell off a little bit but it was all character building story building but even if they did slow down a bit so yeah tupperware I see. I, th- I think that's interesting. Yeah, you mentioned episodes three and four, and like episode three, the stray. I think if we went back and we watched, you know, binge watched episodes one through ten, I think you would realize how important that episode really was. How do you mean? A lot happened in that episode, man. <laughs> A lot happened. I mean, that was the episode where, like, you had like the one fucking rogue robot and that bashed his head in and and we had a lot of great interactions between uh elsie and Stubbs. um i mean a lot of great teresa stuff i think a lot of things happened in that episode to be quite honest with you yeah there was a lot of stuff going on but it was just i don't know it just kind of like the pace slowed down so much and there wasn't as as much going on as what there was in like in the previous ones. Uh, see, but, see, um, you're contradicting yourself again. Like earlier on, you're talking about, <laughs> you know, how the, 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 the trailer for Planet of the Apes had too much action, action, action. Now they're slowing the story down for you, so you can get some more character development and stuff like that. And now you're pissing and moaning about that again, Dan. It's not a fucking trailer, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's like, hey, Brian, get back to your fucking corner, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone, go, Jake. He <laughs> gave it a fucking Tupperware. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I know, I know. Jake's the one who's going to give it a fucking taste it. Because so. <laughs> Jake didn't watch it. Jake didn't watch it week to week. Jake, yeah. just, Jake just binged this shit. I was going to get to that. Yeah. Yeah, I made it about three episodes in. Yeah. I thought the first episode was phenomenal. I gave it a high taste, I believe. And then I thought I agree with Dan. Like, right in that episode three to five spot, I just, like, I don't know. It just got really slow to me. And it, it actually felt like a chore to watch it. And I was like, man, I, I had so much hype going into this. And I was kind of disappointed that I wasn't, like, just chomping at the bit to watch this <laughs> every week. And then finally, I this week, I watched five episodes I actually did it five days in a row where I didn't watch – I didn't do any binging. Every day I watched an episode this week. He knew that we were going to do this episode, Ashley. So he knew he he had to rock these out. Yeah. And and even then, like what was my first one, episode six? It was like, oh, man, here we go again. Fucking Westworld. But I got to tell you the fucking – Oh, my God. Here we we go again. Fucking Westworld. I, the concepts are so intriguing no, to me, it's, but it it's, just it's, didn't. It's it's, it's a uh, it's just it's just it's just, I don't know. It blows my mind that you weren't listening to my podcast every week with such a rousing <laughs> endorsement of "Oh my God, here we go again, <laughs> fucking Westworld." But I got to tell you, the the finale, the episode ten, yeah. fucking rocked my fucking world. Like it was an absolute Tupperware. Like that specific episode to me, yeah. Like 
I don't know. I still can't decide if the juice was worth the squeeze for me, mm-hmm. but it's it's very teetering to possibly it was because there was just so much jam packed in that final episode. Thank you, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy, for inundating me with bullshit for nine episodes. <laughs> but you really, really pulled it off in that last but one. But actually, so. the last episode last episode was so great that it actually warranted me wanting to watch the other episodes again. Like yeah. you said, it's some mm-hmm. of those episodes that seemed tedious and, and why are we seeing this and what are we doing here mm-hmm. and kind of meandering now seem full of purpose now that I know kind of the end game with a mm-hmm. lot of these characters, especially Ford, um, especially Bernard Like, there's so much to see watching it a second time. Right. I can't think of another show where, like, watching the beginning stuff, like possibly Lost is the mm-hmm. only other show I can think of where stuff you learn yeah. later – really enhances watching that first stuff again and almost makes it better. So I am, I'm going to give the season a high taste it. I, I can't give the season a Tupperware just on the fact that I Tupperware the finale. Mm-hmm. Cause honestly, it's the only episode I Tupperware, but I'm super pumped for this show sophomore season. Um, the sky's the limit on what kind of show this is going to be for the second season. I feel like it could shift complete gears. Like I still expect it to be kind of a mystery show and shit, but but who fucking knows? Like, you know, it could mm-hmm. be just all out fucking war or it could be back to Westworld slow burn. Well, did you hear uh, – and Ashley, did you hear this that it, Evan Rachel Wood actually came out recently and said something like this is pretty much like a prequel setting up the whole – like a like a prologue setting up the actual series? Yeah, I, I read yeah, – I, read, I, oh, said, I said Ashley, sorry. but, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Ashley. Oh, God. Welcome, yeah, welcome did, to Dan's I did, world. I did hear that. <laughs> See, I set you up, Ashley. You don't have shit to say. I mean, <laughs> I was waiting for Jake to interrupt. <laughs> yeah, welcome to Dance World. That, uh, to be quite honest Yay. with you, the, the last episode of Westworld on IMDb has a nine point nine. That blew me Does away. It still have a nine point nine. As far as I last time I checked was a few days ago, and it still had a nine point nine. It may have gone down, maybe to a nine point eight. I don't know, but it was up there. It was up there. Yeah. Yeah, I was shocked how satisfying it was. It was great. And there was just tons of great moments. I, I loved the uh, fucking guy eating his own finger and just the whole build up to that scene. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one of those scenes where it was hard to watch. It's like you, he's playing in her mouth. Well, Armistice, is that what her name is? Yeah. And it's like, come on. You know she's going to fucking chomp down on it. So, like, the anticipation was just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, it just – it was a really great fucking thriller episode, yeah. just the whole episode. Yeah. Um. And the show really did a good job making me cheer for characters by the end of it, too. Like, one of the problems I had in the first half was, like, who the fuck do I even cheer for in this thing? But then by the end, you're like, you fall in love with Maud. Like, you can't not cheer for her. Who the fuck is Maud? Maud? Maud. You're talking about B. Arthur from that 1970s sitcom? Maeve. Maeve, yeah. Yeah. Maud, Maeve. Same thing. It's Maeve. I thought you said Maud. (laughs) Maud. <laughs> Whatever. That, that was that was B. Arthur had a fucking nineteen seventies sitcom named Maud. I'm like, what are you what the fuck are you watching? Jake? I'm not watching the B. Arthur library, I Jesus promise. Christ. <laughs> but yeah, I thought the show really picked up at the end. I really loved that finale. It was yeah. great. All right. <laughs> Jesus, I'm glad I didn't do a Westworld podcast with you. <laughs> it would have been it would have been very dour. Well, honestly, I'll be be quite honest with you. I think it took three episodes for uh, Ashley to stop calling Elsie Elise. 
<laughs> that is true. I could not fucking get that girl's name right. But. It's true. I feel better. I feel better. Yeah, I haven't said these characters' names out loud to anybody yet uh, until like talking about it now. No, uh, one point that you did bring up uh, that I want to open up for discussion is like going back and watching this series again. I think it does. And me and Ashley talked about this in the last episode of Sweetwater Saloon that we did is the rewatchability of this show. And I think there's a lot of things like um, that. You know, that I noticed on first watch that, that Dr. Ford's actions, especially Mm -hmm. like going back and watching Dr. Ford again, once I do binge this and sit down and watch episodes one through 10 all over again, Dr. Ford's actions, um, are going to be a lot different on the second watch. And like I asked Ashley when we first started this podcast, I, from when we did episode two, I asked you, I said, Mm Didn't Dr. Ford feel completely different in the second episode than he did in the first? And you were like, yes, he did, but I think it'll make sense towards the end of the season. And I got to give you props for that, Ashley, because you were 100% right. Thank you. Whether or not that was intentional by the writers or that was some of the pilot issues that they fixed his like character change, like it was a drastic change from episode one to two that it then played out and made sense but i mean yeah it was a trip those first couple episodes what did you think now ashley what are your thoughts about rewatching well hold on dr ford's tear when he's talking to dolores Mm. well i mean yeah it makes sense now i mean no no it's all of that shit it's gonna be a completely different show yes rewatching it like, it, its bones will be the same, but, like, the meat of this show will be different. And the motivations of the main, quote-unquote, villain of the show, like, he's not a villain. Right. So, like, this is a a show that re-watching it will be a completely different experience. I mean, I'm so juiced to rewatch it just to kind of pick up on all the subtle hints of Dr. Ford and his real motives, like, from the get-go. Right, because I think, like, me and you, from the from the very beginning, we kind of had, like, our, the man in black is William, William is the man in black. So we were watching yeah. for those things the entire time. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that watched the series maybe did not pick up on that. So when they watched that final episode and the reveal was made, their minds were blown, and when they go back and watch it, that's what they're going to be looking for. Me and you, yeah. on the other hand, like, we were kind of privy to that, and we kind of felt like that's the direction that they're going to go in. So, like, but we were totally blindsided by the Dr. Oh, Ford. I was fucking blown away by the reveal that Ford was, like, on the side of the robots. We, I don't think we ever discussed it. Like, it never came up, and... I was shocked that there was still a twist that you and I hadn't figured out at that mm-hmm. point. <laughs> yes. And it, it, it blows me away because, like, I think, like, one of the beautiful things about this show is just he's always talking to Bernard and saying, like, you know, Bernard, like, you know, they, they, they're, they're not real. Don't get wrapped up in them. They're not real. And, and, and like, watching those scenes again, it's going to mean something completely different. <laughs> Because we find out that Dr. Ford is a good guy and the, it's crazy. He, he, he has come up with this, these, these beautiful, in my opinion, like some of the narratives that he, that he had probably came up with in the past, like with the, and, and these reveries, he, he, 
these some of these stories that he came up with with uh, came up with were really awesome. But the people that came to the park, all they wanted to do was kill people and fuck. And he saw that for thirty plus years. Mm-hmm. That that's all they wanted to do when they got to the park. Like he would come up with these great stories. And he even saw it from like Lee Sizemore. Like that's the only thing that Lee Sizemore would write about was just this mm-hmm. kind of like now he's got like his cannibal story and all this fucking horrible shit. And Dr. Ford said like, you know, and we, Dr. Ford would say like, once you come to Westworld, you're going to figure out like who you are. And we heard that from the man in black. Like this place shows you who you are. And mm-hmm. it it revealed to, to Dr. Ford who he was, and he realized that he was wrong and that Arnold was right, but it also showed him who, who what humanity is, that no matter what you try to give them, no matter what beautiful story you try to give them, they will still try to come there and fuck and kill. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so people are on the way out, and let's bring in somebody that's going to be able to to – to, to actually do something better. And this is the rise of the new race. And I loved it. I loved that whole theme. It, and it blew me the fuck away. Yeah. Dolores like outright says it to old William. Yeah. And they have that whole scene about it Mm -hmm. and everything. Yeah. I find it really interesting that you outright call Dr. Ford a good guy. Like I, I agree that yes, the swerve is is that he's on the side of the robots, and that completely blew me away too. But he still does some really fucked up, kind of sinister shit, right? I mean, like what he does to Teresa, sure, is that her name and everything? Yeah. Oh yeah, like he's definitely not like on the side of angels by any means. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, but so, like, okay, he's not. He's not like a fucking good guy. Yes, but. but- but as far as like the show's point of view mm-hmm. is from the host's point of view. Yes. And throughout the series, we've thought him to be against them becoming sentient and to find out he's pro robot rebellion and uprising. You know, that, right. that's a, that's me saying that he's a good guy. He's and a good guy to the host. I, 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 I agree. I am also going to say this, his narrative, like what is the first thing he always says about his new narrative? It's in a time of war. Correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. In wars, and not every war, but I'm talking about let's, – let's talk about World War II. You had the US and England and these countries and they were fighting against Japan and Germany and Germany clearly was wrong. What yeah. they were doing was wrong. Okay? Yeah. So I feel like basically if we can break this down to like his thinking that this is a time of war and that's basically what this is. Yeah. Is he's broken down like this narrative into this is his war. Teresa's on the wrong side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's clearly in his mind on the wrong side of this war. And what he's doing is the right thing. Yeah. And so that's why I think he is the good guy. I feel like what's the other character he kind of put in a comparable position though? I feel like she, oh, what's Elsie? Yes. We talked about this on the last episode of Sweetwater Saloon and spoilers for this. Uh, Ashley, I want you to talk about this. Blow Jake's, blow Jake's mind about Elsie. Yeah. So there was like a, a bunch of weird code released on one of the websites and some guy on Reddit. Uh, decoded it and it ended up being these two links and basically uh, there was a link to a tablet with Elsie alive and there's a voice recording 
of her character saying hello, and it's an official HBO thing. So they're basically saying that her character is alive somewhere in the park and that she didn't she didn't fucking die. That's crazy. That's yeah. Isn't it? That, that yeah. gave me chills when you played that sound clip on the the podcast. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, but but at the end of the day, Ford did still try to have her killed, right? No, no. no he uh, basically yeah. uh, we we were, we talked this through on the episode, and Ashley, you you kind of swayed me to this that he actually just Bernard choked her out, yeah. and then put we had her. A, we had a listener write in who like explained like the way Bernard had his arm around Elsie's neck was like the rear naked choke hold. And that's how you like make somebody pass out, but you don't kill them. Okay. <laughs> Sleeper hold. <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess I'll buy that. The theory is that like Ford is like, uh, removed her from the park because he, Bernard or they might need her later. She's a great coder and a behavior person and I think that he didn't want her to be in the park when all the robots start killing all the humans. And the same thing goes for Stubbs when the Ghost Nation took him out. We 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 feel like that was part of the same plan of Dr. Ford. Also, QA. I mean, he locked them in that room and he wants them to be not a part of this. Yeah. So he's locked them in yeah. there and they're safe from what's ever going on. So Dr. Ford uh, is basically so – I don't know if they're safe. There's a that that whole them getting locked in that control room yeah. is a like nod to the movie in 1973, which I haven't yeah. seen yet. So right, okay. So I don't know if they're all safe, and we'll get to the movie eventually. But I don't yeah. know if they're all safe. Yeah, I love that they showed the existence of the other worlds. Like we we know there's some kind of S world, samurai, samurai world. world. It could it could be Shogun world, right? Or possibly like, do we? Is it confirmed? Nah, I'm not going to get into an argument of show, over Shogun and Samurai. I'm just saying it says SW. We didn't see anything other than. I think uh, I think Lisa Joy called it Samurai World. Okay, okay, but that's yeah, cool. I got, I got a theory about that. You know how there's so many like Shakespearean, um, you know, quotes and themes that go on in Westworld. Yeah, like, these violent delights of violent ends. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, man. Um, I think I don't know whether or not they're going to go into the Samurai Shogun world at all, but. I reckon that they put that in there because um, Akira Kurosawa, who did, you know, like The Seven Samurai and loads of other movies, most of his mm-hmm. films are actually adaptations of Shakespeare plays. Mm. So, you know, that might just be like a little nod to, to Akira Kurosawa, but I don't know whether or not we're going to sort of see Samurai World. I want to see Medieval World. That's what I want to see. Oh, they have to show us Samurai World, right? They can't just show us. Well, I mean, okay, if the whole thing is about the robot rebellion now. Yeah. These are – they're still robots. The samurais are still robots. There has to be something going on with them. But, like, I don't want it to take away from the show. The show is called Westworld. Yes. Like, I thought it was yeah. a cool – like, whether they're going to keep it as an Easter egg only or if they're going to, like, delve into this a little bit more, I'm fine with it just being, like, an Easter egg. Yeah. Like, I, I want to get – you know what I mean? Like, I'm totally fine with it just being an Easter egg because, like, I want to know what happens to Maeve in the next season. Like – you don't have to show me what's going on in Samurai World. She, she could go to Samurai World and get more people for her army, for all we know. I, I know. That yeah. could be a thing. That could definitely be a thing. But, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm totally fine with it just staying at Westworld and having it be kind of like 
But uh, who knows? Like it ma- was like a good juicy little yeah. reveal in the moment. It was like a beautiful yes. moment that like blew everybody's fucking mind. I, I, I agree. Maybe, I will not be happy. Maybe at the end of season two, when like it looks like like the robots are going to be defeated, Armistice shows up with her samurai warriors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be fucking sick. Yeah. Ah! What? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I haven't rated uh, Westworld on our show, but for the whole season, I'm just gonna the the experience and the show. I'm gonna give it a whole, I'm gonna give it a Tupperware. It's a Tupperware for me. I loved this fucking show. I thought it was great. I, I don't think that the that that we've seen a show like this come around in a long time where people are talking about it week to week. And you can say like Lost, and I wasn't a part of that whole thing. I wasn't a, a part of Lost, but maybe it hasn't been done since Lost where people are theorizing week to week. And, like, in this day and age where you have, like, a lot of shows dropping on Netflix that are just basically all out there for you to binge, you don't see this happen a lot. And this goes back to my argument of, like, I love that week to week, you know. I love that week to week talk. Um, But I also, you know, like, I also think, like, you can also binge stuff and get stuff out of it. But there are shows that I that I like to watch week to week, and this is one of them. This is one that I'm glad doesn't go on Netflix. So yeah, that's I love the week to week. I know you do, and I've talked about that. But I think there's a difference between them. I think that you know, like Stranger Things, I'm glad that that wasn't a week to week thing. I'm glad mm-hmm. I could binge that. You know, um, this on the other hand, I'm glad they went week to week. So no, Stranger yeah. Things would have been awesome fucking week to week. I think. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't uh, know. I'm happy. I'm I happy. I don't think so. I think Stranger Things was able to do some interesting stuff, like storytelling and momentum wise, mm-hmm. because they knew you were just gonna keep watching. Yeah. Like I think they were able to kind of like slow it down. Yes. Like in the. I don't know. For me, the beginning of Stranger Things was really slow, mm-hmm. but enjoyable. And I think, like, Westworld, week to week, you got to, like, the episodes kind of have to end with a punch every week. A cliffhanger. And I think when you binge, you don't have to do that. You don't have Mm -hmm. to end the Netflix show with a cliffhanger because you can just watch the next one. And and that's good storytelling. But, like, on the flip side, like, I loved – it it works. It's got advantages. different things. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You're exactly right because, like, sometimes, like, I'd love to just be able to jump into the the next episode without a cliffhanger. You know what I mean? That way the next week they don't have to show you, like, in the previous episode, like, all those scenes (laughs) and then try to, like, refresh your memory. You can just jump into that next episode and pick up right where you left off. You don't have to have a great cliffhanger because you've got it available there for you. Yeah. There's arguments for both sides. But on Westworld, I am so thankful that this was a week-to-week experience because – it was so much fun, like in the interim, just getting on Reddit and then talking with Ashley, <laughs> trying to figure this whole oh show God. out. Uh, it was like it, it was such a weird experience because it was like the only thing that I thought or talked about all week. <laughs> but it was like the best. Yeah, are you? I never got sick of it. Are you two pretty beat up that you have to wait till 2018 for more? Uh, yeah, I'm a little annoyed that that's, like, how long it is, but, I mean, I think we'll figure out stuff to keep us busy, but, I I mean, I'm glad I have a break. Like, I'm I'm ready to rewatch it, and, like, I'm glad I have time to do that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's you realize that when before we start season two, we're gonna have to like watch the whole season like again. You realize oh, yeah. that, yeah, <laughs> because as much as we've talked about it, there's still gonna be things that we forget. So I'm gonna have to go back and watch it. Oh yeah, especially like, after a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god, I can't wait for it to come out on like Blu-ray. Mm. I'm so picking it up, and I hope there's tons of fucking like Blu-ray extras and everything. So HBO you oh, usually does it up. So many fucking extras. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Oh my god, and I'm just like so happy that Clementine's back in some capacity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not Clementine 2.0. Thank oh, you. Hopefully she's not just like a fucking like programmable fucking like weapon. Like hopefully, cause I, I don't think that the, I think that Dr. Ford, do you, you think, I, that's what I don't want. I don't, I don't want them to be like zombies. I want them, I want Clementine to be Clementine, you yeah. know? I was kind of worried that that was like a lobotomized robot mob. Like I didn't really know what was going on with that, you know? Yeah. So hard saying. What's crazy though is like we know that they can get taken out, but then they can be brought back. Oh yeah, that is crazy. So I, this show is one of those shows too, where like anything goes. Like even if someone dies, there's just hundreds of ways to get them back on your TV screen. We thought Bernard was done for, didn't we? <laughs> Yeah, we sure fucking did, and then he came back the next week, and I was so ready to be pissed, like, before episode 10 if Bernard came back, Yeah. and the second they, like, fixed his brain, I was like, yeah, fuck it, great, he's back. (laughs) (laughs) It was so great, it was like uh, Jeffrey Wright. I was like a baby, I was like, spoon feed me at all, I don't care, I'm loving all of it. Jeffrey Wright on Twitter was like, uh, bye everybody, it's it's been fun, (laughs) And then he's back the very next week. One fucking week. <laughs> you lying sack of shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Jeffrey Wright's great. I'm telling you, like it. I Ashley, we picked a great show to fucking recap. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I am pleased with with our choice. And it it was. I mean, I'm telling you, for like for like the whole season, me and you had so much fun um, doing the podcast. We, we met a ton of different people, tons of like, tons of people that like loved, uh, the Westworld TV show, that loved listening to us do the podcast. Um, it, it was just, it was so much fun. I mean, for crying out loud, Ashley, I mean, we, we were mentioned in an article, uh, from the MarySue.com. We were mentioned by NBC News. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, we were mentioned by Refinery29. Um, I mean, there. We talked to Jeffrey Wright on Twitter. Yes, like, we, we talked to Sylvester. We hit. We, we went back and forth with the actor that plays Sylvester. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Shannon Woodward. Sh- and Shannon Woodward, who plays Elsie. I mean, oh, yeah, because she uh, she laughed at me not being able to say her name right on the show. <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> Ashley actually posted a picture where she was writing. Elsie out like Bart Simpson on the chalkboard. That's hilarious. Because she kept saying Elise on our show, but it was it, what a what I mean, what a great show. What a lot of fun it's been, and I I Tupperware this whole season. I, I this has just been uh it's been great for me all around. I, I I absolutely loved it, and I can't wait for season two. I am a little bummed that we have to wait till 2018, but if it's going to give us a great second season, I'm totally it's totally worth the wait. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you guys have a favorite moment in the whole like the whole ten episodes? Oh, Ashley, I want to hear your favorite moment. Do you have one? 
Oh, man. A favorite Favorite moment. moment. Favorite moment. I mean, think of the good ones. I mean, we've had some good ones. Think about this. Think about this. I'm not a damsel. That's a great fucking moment. Oh, yeah. That is a really good... I mean, like, the first one that comes to mind is the end of the first episode when Dolores kills the fly. Oh, yeah. That's Mm. a great one. That, that for me, was, like, the first moment where I just was like, oh, this show is going to go weird fucking places, and I am ready. Oh, what about, what about, uh, I'll get to my favorite, but let me go through, like, a couple ones that are, that are fun. Um, the, when they break out the safe, Hector and Armistice, like, the first time they do it. Like, that, with, with, um, what was the song that the cover, the Rolling Stone song that they covered? Paint Paint it Black. Black. Paint it Black. That, that whole scene was just amazing for me. I just thought it was amazingly shot. I could see a lot of Lisa Joy in that one. Um, you know, and, uh, I loved that. I thought that was great. Um, what other scenes for you, Ashley? You know, uh, the scene when Maeve has, like, flashes of the, like, workers and she runs to her place and draws the, like, uh, mask, the, like, white masked guy, and she picks up the fucking floorboard, and there are, she's done it before. Oh, the memento moment. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the memento moment. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. That fucking moment for me was another, like, oh, my God, like, oh, that moment was huge for me. I love that moment. And then, um, a lot of Maeve stuff, Maeve's whole, like, walk through Delos where seeing hosts being created, I think, was one of the most beautiful pieces of uh, TV I've seen in a long time. I mean, I don't know. All her stuff was really great. Yeah, yeah. That first time where she walks through Delos, it was sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was sad, and it was beautifully shot. Yeah, Maeve's, Maeve's scenes made me feel things, and, like... That's a that's an achievement. So no shit, <laughs> you you were pretty heartless after like the first couple episodes. You're like you were like all about seeing these robots get shot and fucked. I know. <laughs> they they really they really played me with they played me with Maeve. I don't know how they did it, but like even the last episode when she says goodbye to Hector, I I burst into tears like a baby. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, you did say that. That's crazy. <laughs> no, it's crazy because like, like I took a journey on this show and then I saw you take a journey too from like somebody that did yeah. not give a fuck at all about these robots. Like I was upset that the old prospector got his hand stabbed. <laughs> yeah. And, and you were just like, uh, fuck old prospector McGee. <laughs> You, you, yeah, you, yeah, didn't, yeah. you didn't care about him at all. And I was just like, oh, this poor you old. Know, and I was shocked that you did. I know. Like, I, I, I felt, I felt bad for that guy. <laughs> he just wanted to take them on a little quest for some gold. <laughs> and then he got his hand stabbed by Logan. So. Who ended up not being the complete sociopath. Exactly. You know what? Logan was a, he was right in a lot of ways, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, he was. And he he was another, I think, one of my favorite parts of this show is, like, yeah. his weird gamer yes. little nods and Upgrade. all that shit. Ooh, an Easter egg. Upgrades. Upgrades, yeah. yeah. I love that stuff. Dan, the what was... had a lot of to the audience, and it was amazing. Oh, what was that? I said the show had, like, a lot of winks to, like, the audience via, like, the internet people, all that shit. It was great. Yeah. Dan, what was your favorite part of Westworld? 
Uh, my favourite part was right at the very end when, um, actually, it's two parts, but is when Ma- uh, Man in Black gets shot by Zombie Clem with the rifle and it like grazes his arm and he turns around and he just has this fucking insane smile on his face and he's just like oh shit this is on now <laughs> which is awesome so yeah I, I just think that he's obviously gonna live and then we're gonna see him you know taking on the park that he always wanted to take on like through all of his all of his time being there so i thought that was cool and the other one of course is the post credit scene with armistice as well that was just i did not see that shit coming i was like oh yeah she's done for and then after all the credits roll and then we see her fucking with one arm missing and turns around and does another like shitty and grin to camera it was oh, so cool can't right. wait to see her back yeah yeah Jake, what was your favorite part? I really liked the final confrontation between old William and Dolores. And when Dolores just fucking lost her shit on him and drug his ass into the church and just yeah. waylaying on yeah, him. Yeah, that was so cool. Well, I was like fist pumping. Yeah, I would love that part. It was reminiscent of the first episode when he drug her to the barn. Yeah, yeah. She was fucking not having that shit no more. Yeah. And at that point, I, I loved it. I, Dolores is one of my favorite characters on the show. Yeah. So I've, I've really loved that moment. I got to say, I, I could not stand the post-credit sequence. Oh, I loved it. That you're, is you're, that is something that it. that is something that Christopher Nolan would never do. That it was so cheeky. No, I, I Westworld is too good for that fucking cheeky crap. No, it was fantastic. Ugh. It was great. Ugh. It was great. Blah. I loved it. Jake Jake just doesn't like post-credit sequences at all. He's yeah, he's he's sticking with that shit. So, I loved it. I thought Jake what is fun about it? I the, the role in the credits. Aren't I supposed to be able to talk now? It's like I didn't even know this shit was happening. Like they're lucky I didn't just turn the TV listen, off. Listen to this guy. <laughs> it's not for you then. It just was like a fun fucking scene. <laughs> well, why can't it be in the episode? Make the episode more fucking fun. Throw that shit in there. Like, and it made no sense in the time of everything too. Like that that moment obviously like happened a long time ago but we're just now seeing it now oh yeah like westworld didn't deal with oh, i guess that's true <laughs> like I westworld didn't true. deal with fucking time periods <laughs> i guess that's true oh my god something's not in the correct chronological linear order my name's jake and i'm confused by this in a show called westworld i'm not confused i was annoyed why not show half the series after the credits it's no, the, the, what, the, the, the minor the minorest of nitpicks like, I loved it. I thought it was fun. I think you're out of your mind. Yeah. You're out of your mind. You're taking this this hate for post credit scenes into another level now. Yeah, it was garbage. You're garbage. <laughs> Whoa, wow! You're garbage. Whoa! Seriously. And I'm the trash man, and I'm taking you out right now. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. I, I tasted it. I, no, I, I tasted it. <laughs> God, post credit. You no, you no, no. You you've Tupperware some shit. Then I'll tell you that much, Chief. <laughs> Jesus that's, that's Christ, fine, that's fine. I Tupperware the finale. Why didn't they show that in the like, like, like? It makes a difference. Like if it was in the actual episode, like if they if that would have been the last thing that they showed, then they showed the credits. Like it makes a difference. Like it makes one bit of goddamn difference, Jake. It does. It to makes me. zero fucking difference. It to does you. to me. The show's over. They're roll- They're telling me who the gaffer is. I don't want to see any more fucking seeds. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, fuck off. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I thought it was fucking great. I thought the show was over and then they gave me that and it was like an extra. Just, it was an extra like, oh, thank you. It's a giant spit in the face to the fucking key a grip. spit in the face. 
to a guy that did to a guy that <laughs> your fucking mind to a guy that didn't even watch the show week to week that didn't even like it now he's like oh now you're spitting in my face <laughs> I, I i liked the show yeah when did i not like it when you, yeah, you hold on you didn't like it as much as as uh, some of us i will throw that out there sir <laughs> all right i didn't i didn't know i had to <laughs> i'm just saying otherwise i'm garbage <laughs> <laughs> You, uh, well, I actually I said it. First. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm still sticking with garbage. I'm not taking that back. Just like you're not going to take back the uh, you hate. Why are we talking about this again? Can we have an episode where we don't talk about how much you hate post credit scenes? You brought up the dumb post credit scene. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> you brought it up. Dan brought it up. Let's Somebody brought it up. It's his favorite part. <laughs> it was Dan's favorite part. Fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fuck. Yeah. This is this is why I did not do a Westworld podcast with Jake, everybody. <laughs> Just in case you wondered, this is why. This is absolutely why. Jesus. All right, so that's fucking Westworld. All right. <laughs> okay. Oh, and I Tupperware it too, by the way. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> A post-credit rating doesn't count. Yeah, there you go. Oh, Jake hated that. Jake, Jake hates the way that you did your rating. That's fine. The review was over. <laughs> Leave it in an iTunes review. All right. Oh, shit. Wow, this episode's going to go on really long. Um, you know what? Um, Ashley, we can either let you go or I can talk about one more thing because I know that you – I know you're going to get going here pretty soon, but like I have one, I have another thing that I want to talk about for my good pop, bad pop. And it it is, I told you about it because like I was in the theater watching it. I saw Spirited Away. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah. And I know you've seen it. So like I want to talk about it. Huh? And I'm shocked that you hadn't seen it already. Okay. Hold on. Like this is like, uh, like this, hold on. Let me, let me explain. All right, so I really just got into like anime, maybe like a maybe like a year or two ago. Yeah, maybe. And I'm not I'm not like so into anime that like I'm watching it all the time, but I'm watching more anime than I ever have in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Like before, like like the past year and a half, I probably had seen like Akira and Vampire Hunter D, some <laughs> some Golgo Thirteen, Bubblegum Crisis, and that's about it. Yeah, that's it. That's like where it ended. Okay. So like then I started I got Crunchyroll for a while. I was watching a bunch of shit on Crunchyroll. And so like I I've actually been wanting to watch Spirited Away for a f- couple years now, mm-hmm. but it's not streaming anywhere. They had it play at the Art Theater in Champaign and I missed that showing. And so I saw that it was back in theaters and they were playing it for one more day uh and I was like I got to go see this. And I had never seen Spirited Away and I saw it in the theater. Um, has everybody else seen it? I'm, I'm pretty sure probably everybody else on the podcast has seen it. I have. Yeah, I've seen it. Ashley, you've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I had never seen it before. And then Thursday night, I went to go see it at the theater. And so I'm like, I'm like really excited. I cannot wait to watch this fucking movie. And, uh, I was, the whole time I was just like, 
praying that there was no post credit scene. <laughs> I don't blame you. God damn it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, if I get a post credit scene in this fucking thing, it's just going to ruin the whole experience for me. I'm going to have to get on the podcast and piss and moan about it like a fucking asshole. So anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, he's too classy for that. <laughs> no, I no, like Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Fucking Jonathan Nolan, you fucking asshole. How could you do that to us? Uh, no, but I watched Spirited Away. When I... I started watching this movie, and at first I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" <laughs> sure. Like, hold on. Like, like yeah. any, like, pretty much. Like, who's the guy that makes these fucking things? What's what's this dude's name? Miyazaki or whatever the yeah, fuck his name yeah, is. Yeah, that's correct. All right, sure. Miyazaki. Close enough. Close enough. Right. <laughs> all right. Given the guy's due respect, correct. All right. So he made all these wonderful movies, and then I fucked up his name. But here I am. I'm watching this movie, and it's like it's an animated film, and you got this little girl, and her family's moving to this place, and then they stop at this building, and like they walk through this tunnel, and then her parents turn into fucking pigs, and then, <laughs> and then, and then you see uh, you see an old woman, uh, you see Aunt May with a bird's body flying around. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? This is fucked up. Like anything goes in this fucking movie. Like yeah. uh, gig- gig- gigantic babies. There's gi- there's fucking yeah. like gigantic babies. There's fucking frogs talking. Um, anything goes. It's so fucking weird. And, and they're at this bathhouse. Like the whole thing is this bathhouse. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is like where the spirits go to fucking cleanse their bodies. And I was just like, what the fuck am I watching? And I'm like, I don't know if I'm liking this. And then about 45 minutes to an hour in, I'm just like, I just let go. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I was fucking uh, frozen. I just let it go. And I just fucking let the movie <laughs> take me where it's going to take me. And I just accepted that anything could happen. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen in this movie. Like, don't try to – like, you, if, you, if you're trying to watch this movie and trying to make sense of everything that's happening, you're going to miss the whole experience. you got to basically think to yourself, like, whole – like you I'm not on acid right now but this movie is. <laughs> yeah. You should try yeah. both at once. Yeah, maybe if I'm on acid I'll understand it. But you know what? I just let go and I just let the movie take me where it was going to take me. I love this movie. Yeah. And I will definitely watch it again. It's fucking crazy. I'm still trying to figure out like that old woman, like like what's her name? Uh God, it's probably oh, been ten but, plus years for me. D- damn it! There's that old yeah, woman. Years, but I, I, I know who you're talking about because I texted you that there's a woman who comes into my work yeah. who looks like that, that character in Spirited Away, and it, it. I have a real problem with it when she comes into my work. It really <laughs> freaks me out. My question is: Does she have like, like in, the, like, like in between her eyebrows? Does it look like she has like a penis head trying to poke out? What the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? She does have like a mole though. Is that a mole? I thought that was like a dick trying to come out of her fucking head. <laughs> Anything I goes. I don't know in the movie if it's a dick or not. I was like, please somebody stroke her fucking arm. I got to have the answer to this. <laughs> I want to see if she has an erect cock come out of her fucking forehead. <laughs> yeah, you never get that answer. I never get that answer. That never did happen. No, nobody turned her on in that movie. <laughs> God damn. The movie is crazy. It is crazy. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. I love the, one of my favorite parts is when the slime monster comes in, <laughs> the big slime monster, mm-hmm. and she's oh, got, yeah. she's got to clean him off. <laughs> yeah. And like everybody's like, oh my God, he stinks. And like, and then she uses like those little, uh, 
tokens or whatever and she cleans them off and then she pulls the yeah, thing out. Nice him. She pulls the bicycle out of him and just pfft, there's yeah. something for me, I don't know, it's fucked up. Like it's really uh, this is really fucked up. I'm getting real deep here. Okay. For me it's like really satisfying. Like um oh man, to see like <laughs> Spit it out. Yes, yes. When, when, like, it's really satisfying to see, like, um, like when somebody has like, like a thorn in them or something, or like, like a, like a pus pocket in them. As disgusting as it is, it's really satisfying to see it get popped. (laughs) It's gross. It's totally gross. And Tosh, Daniel Tosh, shows like videos of people like. Popping pus pockets and all this gross stuff on a show, yeah. and as for as as gross as it is, as it is, it's almost like satisfying because like it's like oh god, get that out! Like I <laughs> I I hate like 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 it's so gross, but like I hate sickness and I hate like any like gross crap in my body. So like getting it out is just like kind of like a relief. Okay. I got you. And to see like that happen in this scene, I was just like, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Oh, it was like, (laughs) get that bicycle out. Get it out. Yes. Pull that bicycle out. Oh my God. Yes. Cleanse him. And I was just so happy to see him get all clean. And it was, it was very satisfying for me. Yeah, this movie, it's an imagination freestyle. Yeah. Like, it's completely just off the rails. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's what that's what's great about it. Yeah. It's I, probably the least grounded of all the Miyazaki movies. I loved it. I loved it. And and they're going to be re-releasing uh, Princess uh, Mononoke. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm going to be in the theater to see that because I've never seen that either. Yeah, that's that's amazing. So, and I've heard about it for, like, 20 years. Like, I've known people that have talked about it and talked about it and talked about it, and I've never seen it. So, I'm going to go watch it. That's awesome. They, so, hopefully they put My Neighbor Totoro out. That's that's one of my favorites. I have no idea what you're talking about, but yeah. I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what do you write, um, Spirited Away, Brian? Uh, I give it a Tupperware, dude. It was just so oh, out cool. there, man. It was just so out there. Like, everything was crazy. I love Haku. Yeah. Haku, the little dragon boy. I love how... She fell in love with him for no fucking reason. <laughs> She's just like this. This guy's got a cool fucking haircut. Why not? You know. Yeah. So. Did you get my message by the way before you saw it or not? Because you said that you were going to go watch it in in the theater and everything. And you said, "Has anyone seen this? What do you guys think?" Yeah. Did you get my message before you saw it? Probably. I don't remember what you said though. It was basically just saying what you said, which was you just kind of have to take it for what it is. Yeah, and if you sit there and just kind of like, like you let it go and just kind of like accept it for what's happening, then uh, then a lot, most people enjoy it. It's my favorite anime ever, man. I fucking love that movie. It's incredible. Yeah, it was. It was no, it was crazy, dude. After after it was over, Jake, they had not. It's not post credit scenes, mm-hmm. but they did have like a bunch of like animated shorts afterwards. I'm down with that. Oh, okay. I was. <laughs> I knew, now we know yeah, where the line is. Exactly. Like, I still prefer they be before the main feature. Though. I kind of felt like I might be like on you know thin ice with that one, so I just kind of like wanted to feel you out. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you OCD son of a fuck! Um, but they showed like these animated shorts, I guess, from the same dude. Mm-hmm. And the first one was really good. Like it was a half an hour of animated shorts. Yeah, he's got a lot of really early stuff. 
and I think they said this was the first time that the animated shorts were going to be shown in the U.S. since they were originally shown or whatever or something. I don't know. Okay. But the first one was really good, and the rest of them were just really, really lame. Mm. But it was a fun experience, and I, I, I will definitely be going to see Princess Mononoke when it comes out. I think in January. Yeah, I think that's right. Did that so. pull a good crowd spirited away? It was the third night that it was playing, so um, they they played it, I believe, uh, the first time, like, I think, uh, two days almost in a row at the beginning of January. So this is the third day that it was playing, and it still probably had maybe about 30 people show up. Mm. So it had already showed two days before that. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that the crowd was probably a lot healthier, like the first two times that they showed it. Yeah. yeah. But still quite a few people showed up for it. And, uh, a lot of people, like there were some people there that like had seen the movie and they would like, they were talking out loud and like spoiling stuff. And I just like wanted to turn over to them. Yeah. It's like, I just wanted to say, yeah, I get it. You saw the movie. Shut the fuck up. Like, I get it. You saw it. You're, you're so great. You're so great. Mm. That you saw this movie before me. I hate people like that. You can say like what's going to happen next. That's that's so impressive. (laughs) That is. Even imagine like what that conversation would be though. Like oh oh now now she's going to take a bicycle out of the gloop monster. (laughs) Yeah. Shut up. up. (laughs) You're not even describing anything. Yeah. It just it pissed me off. Like there were certain things that they would say. Like especially at the beginning of the movie. Like where nothing makes sense for me. Yeah. And they would just like try to make sense of certain things that were happening in the movie and it was just like shut the fuck up like fuck off it's not supposed to make sense god that's silly that's silly yeah i'm impressed that you saw this movie that's great that's great shut the fuck up (laughs) it's so cool to see the hand drawn on the big screen it's Mm -hmm. such it's it's a shame that i mean some of the cg stuff is pretty neat but like i miss seeing hand-drawn animation on the big screen. As long as the hand-drawn animation is not after the credits, that's where I draw the line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no more! <laughs> Sorry, I just don't like it. I know you don't. <laughs> God, it, you're just like, I don't get that. <laughs> it was don't. such a fun scene with Armistice. <laughs> it was so fun. I had so much fun with that scene. And I can't imagine Jake watching this and just being like, throwing up his hands and being like, Oh, fuck this! <laughs> I couldn't oh, believe it. <laughs> This. I was in total shock. Fuck this. Oh my god. Oh, she's still alive. Oh my god. You know, it, it, come on. Like, I can't understand that. It was such an awesome sheen. She cuts, she goes, James Franco, 127 hours, and she cuts her goddamn arm off, and she's going back into Samurai World, and she's gonna kill some more Delos people. And Jake is just, just because of the fact that it happens after the credits, that's why Jake is like, oh, this scene sucks. They should have just had the placements all off on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah fuck that. Fuck. No, Jake, you're fucking weird. You are a fucking weirdo. I take you're that a as a fucking weirdo. That is fucking weird. Thank you. No, like, 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 I can't get behind that at all. I'm like, sorry. It doesn't matter where the placement. I'm not asking you to get behind. It. I know, I know. I'm just, I'm, I'm letting you know, like, my disgust for you as a human being. <laughs> <laughs> and this whole like thing the, the post credit scenes of the Marvel movies then Jake he, oh, he hates them yeah I'm not a big fan and I, I think they, they at first when like they kind of used them as a primer for the Avengers movie I tolerated it but now it's just silly you know what hold on uh. like Jake 
Jake is one of these people that, like, when you die, he just wants it to be over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, like I won't be back. You don't like, have to worry about exactly. Me. <laughs> like, there is no afterlife. You know what I mean? How true. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, like, hold on. Let's say hypothetically there is an afterlife. Oh god, I'm gonna be pissed. Can you imagine the <laughs> Can you imagine the discussion Jake is gonna have with uh oh, Saint Peter with, is not gonna want to hear it. No, I was gonna say Satan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well I get judged by him first before I go down there. <laughs> Your eternal damnation is just after credit scenes on a loop forever. Oh, oh god. No, no no no. Jake is just gonna be like Jake is gonna show up there and he's gonna be like Oh, seriously? <laughs> seriously? Yeah, couldn't uh, this happen before I died? I died, and now I've got to have a post-credit scene with fucking, uh, you know, fucking St. Peter yeah, we'll at be, the gates. We'll be eating shawarma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, guys. Uh, that's all I've got for right now. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back. Smoke. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, Ashley. That was fun. And she'll never be back on again because she's like, never, <laughs> never again. Never again will I be on PCL. <laughs> eh, she won't be the first. That's <laughs> 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 very true. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Baking pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Take some bacon and I'll put it in a pancake. Bacon pancakes, that's what it's gonna make. Bacon pancakes. Bacon pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Take some bacon and I'll put it in a pancake. Bacon pancakes, that's what it's gonna make. Bacon pancakes. All right. Hey, we are back. Yes. All right, guys. Before we jump uh, back into Good Pop, Bad Pop, uh, Ashley was on the episode. I want to thank her so much for joining us for our Westworld segment. Uh, she is doing her own podcast. It's called Bay Area Mystery Club. Please subscribe, download to it. Uh, it's kind of like one of these murder mystery um, type of uh, podcasts that are out there. And she's put a lot of research into this podcast. And I've listened to the first episode. I thought it was phenomenal. Um, she's from the Bay Area, so it has a lot of connections to, like, you know, the area that she lives in. And um, she's done a lot of research about a lot of the crazy shit that's gone on uh, gone on in the Bay Area. Uh, the episodes are only about 20 minutes long so far. So uh, download that first episode. Uh, there's a really crazy cliffhanger, I'll be honest with you, for the first episode. So download it and check it out. Bay Area Mystery Club, uh, please download it. It's awesome. That's cool. I know a lot of our listeners like those crime podcasts, so yeah. get on that shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah there's a sneak peek as well at the end of uh, the Westworld podcast, isn't there? There's like a three-minute sneak peek. Yes. Uh, I did throw that in. I think that I threw that in on episode nine, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So check that out. Um, let's talk about, uh, for Good Pop, Bad Pop, real quick, I want to talk about a couple trailers here. Transformers, the last night trailer. Jake, I got to know your thoughts on this, man. What did you think about the Transformers, the last night trailer? I, I, 
I gotta know your thoughts. I, I, I'm dying. It was very, it, I can't help but laugh. It was super funny seeing this after watching five episodes of Westworld this week. And hearing and Anthony, hearing Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, this feels like, uh, it, it totally, it deals with robots. And yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it, it's like completely the opposite yeah. in like tone. Like it couldn't be more fundamentally different of a thing than yeah. fucking Westworld. Yeah. But still like has the connections. Right. So it was, it was really ridiculous in that aspect. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, this is a really hard trailer to rate because like the reason I like the Transformers movies is because of how stupid and ridiculous and convoluted yeah. they are. Yeah. And this trailer looked to bring all of that in spades Mm -hmm. so i mean (laughs) so i mean like it it, it's gonna deliver more of what i want like so i almost want a tupperware this trailer (laughs) i think i will i'm tupperware in this trailer uh, jake tupperware it dan what did you think i'm tossing it right out the fucking window (laughs) tossing it yeah, I'm, I'm not interested in it anymore, man. I, I watched the first one, and I thought that was okay, but it wasn't great. And then they just got gradually worse. Then they kind of brought it back a little bit with the last, like, one, I think. In number two, you've got insane fucking, like, racist robots. And I was like, what the fuck am yeah, I watching? This is yeah. dog shit. And then, <laughs> you know, the, what was it Dark Side of the Moon or something? That one as well. That was okay. Yeah, they, they went all Pink Floyd with it in that <laughs> yeah. third yeah. one. You had, then, uh, uh, you had uh, yeah, Patrick well, Dempsey. See in it, yes, yes. Yeah. and they destroyed the Chicago. <laughs> that was my favorite one. What Dark was the Side last of... one they did? Oh, fuck extinction me. wasn't it? Age of extinction. Age of extinction. Yeah, and yeah. that's the one with the Dinobots. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, and that was insane. I didn't <laughs> understand what the fuck was happening. None of the plot devices make any sense. All this bullshit about Optimus Prime being a fucking last night and like the night of the like ah, it was just fucking bullshit yeah and this looks like a return to form of more bullshit except for might be interesting to see what looks like unicron but it doesn't look like unicron i don't know I well don't we saw it in like mid transformation i guess yeah. so yeah yeah i don't think like if you can count on one thing from a michael Dr- michael bay transformers film it's that the Transformers will not look the way that they did in the original animated series. <laughs> yeah, you like, can fucking put money on that. Yeah, like he w- like like he will not do justice to the original design at all. Like, <laughs> oh, you like Optimus Prime? Oh, okay. Here's Peter Cullen's voice, but I'm gonna give you some fucking flames. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make I'm gonna make Optimus Prime look like Bam Bam Bigelow's fucking head. Yeah, give him really weird lips. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Like I'm with I, I've kind of like I'm with Jake on this one because I've tapped out. I, I I like I love Transformers. Transformers is like probably my favorite property of all time. Like for me, it holds a special nostalgic place in my heart. Yeah, I love Transformers. It's like 
it's what I grew up with. But like Michael Bay has turned something I love into into complete just garbage, <laughs> just <laughs> absolute trash. Oh, the worst. But I've accepted it. Like I have tapped out. Like I've, I, I'm throwing up the white hand, uh, the, 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 the white flag of surrender. Like, yes. you know what I mean? Like I, 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 I took off the gloves a long time ago. I'm not fighting it anymore. And I'm just letting Michael Bay do whatever the fuck he wants to with something I love. And watching this trailer, I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm going to toss this movie. This movie's going to be complete garbage. But on the flip side, I love this trailer for being so idiotic. <laughs> yes, it was great. It, it was the most idiotic trailer I've ever seen in my entire life, but I loved it for that. Like, it, you know, <laughs> Tupperware it with me. I Tupperware. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to piss so many people off. Like it's one thing for me to Tupperware. I know, no, 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 no. You, you gotta understand, like guys, guys. I love the Transformers, and like what he has done with this franchise, and he has just bastardized this franchise. Like he has taken everything I love about Transformers and taken a huge shit on oh, it. Oh, Transformers basically, is his piss bucket. Transformers Five should basically be like Michael Bay just pulling down his pants and taking a shit on the gray corpse of the animated Optimus Prime as fucking, you know, Spike's son Daniel is crying after he <laughs> dies and we get the flat line. Basically, then we should just see Michael Bay taking a shit on his chest. That <laughs> That is what Michael Bay has done with this franchise. He has taken a shit on the gray corpse of Optimus Prime. But you know what? It's so out there and crazy. It's the greatest shit in cinematic <laughs> history. <laughs> I, no, no, Dan, Dan, and this is fucked up for me to say. Like, I want Transformers done right. I know I'm not going to get it. Like, they, they aren't doing nothing right. Like, we're going to get a Bumblebee. We're going to get a Bumblebee spinoff film. That's going to be absolute garbage, okay? Like, everything that they're doing is absolute crap. But, like, if I just – if I can separate my love for the Transformers, like, this trailer that I got was so fucking ridiculous <laughs> that I Tupperware it because it's so fucking dumb. Come it's, with us, Dan. It's so fucking dumb. <laughs> no fucking come on dan time that. to reverse that toss it to a tupperware <laughs> you know you want to know what mcguffin's trumping the last mcguffin <laughs> you know you want to know oh fucking hell I, I, i'm sorry i can't fucking do it man <laughs> i will not be saying this i don't i'm not giving them my fucking money i do i don't want these movies i know i'm uh, me not going is not going to make any fucking difference because so many people are going to see these movies. But you know, I'm standing, standing by my fucking toss it. Uh, such, right. It's such spectacular garbage too. Like, like he's <laughs> he's really formatting this to IMAX too. So it's gonna it's gonna be glorious oh garbage. <laughs> it's gonna be really expensive crap. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, yeah. Let's let's talk about uh, the new Mummy trailer. Uh, I would like to call it Mission Impossible. <laughs> Mummy, <laughs> mummy unit, mummy, mummy rogue nation. So, um, uh, what did you, mummy protocol? Uh, what did you guys think about the new mummy trailer? <laughs> go ahead, Dan. You, you go. Oh, okay, man. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was what you said. It was fucking Mission Impossible with a casket in it, basically. Uh, Tom Cruise hanging out of an airplane going, ah, ah. 
that on repeat, which was kind of weird. And then we get Zombie Cruise and then some hot lady as a mummy that makes sand clouds everywhere. I'm, oh, I'm come on. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, we got Russell Crowe. <laughs> Did we? I didn't even see him. Yeah, he was there. He was there. Guys, Russell Crowe, let me throw this out there. Russell Crowe is actually playing Henry Jekyll in the film. Wow. Director Alex Kurtzman, he spoke to Screen Rant about the decision to include this iconic character in the film. And Alex Kurtzman, the director, said, if we're going to bring in Henry Jekyll, how is bringing Henry Jekyll into the mummy story not detract from the mummy story? How does Henry Jekyll become part of the story in an, in, in an organic way? And part of what Tom's character, Nick, learns about the mummy and about the history of the mummy comes through Jekyll's very deep understanding of monsters and how monsters have existed quietly in this world for eons. So that tells me that they know that people are probably worried that the character of Henry Jekyll could detract from the story, Mm -hmm. but they want to bring him in for a different purpose. It's not, I don't know if we're necessarily going to get the, if the whole point of bringing Henry Jekyll into this thing is to have him turn into Mr. Hyde, that doesn't seem like it's the case. Yeah, especially with that quote. Right. It seems like this is a post Mr. Hyde. Mm -hmm. It feels like he's brought onto this to talk about becoming a monster. He's kind of like, uh, Somebody that's going to help, you know, Tom Cruise's character of Nick. He's like the Hannibal Lecter of the of the monster universe, right? Exactly. (laughs) So, um, I found that interesting for them to bring this character into the story at all. Yeah, why even do it if you're not going to do it? Well, I think what I don't know. I'm. I'm willing to give it a chance. Yep. I think I think it's interesting. I, I was wor- I was actually worried about him turning into Mr. Hyde. I think that's kind of stupid. Yeah. But like, if they're bringing him on as kind of like a consultant, like, yeah, dude, I've been there before. Like, yeah, <laughs> I used to fucking I used to turn into this guy called Mr. Hyde, and like, let me- I wore this little tiny hat. Right. It was so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I don't know, man. Uh, I thought the trailer. It's. If I saw this from like any other Tom Cruise movie, I'd be excited. Like, cause I, like, I love that he does his own stunts and I, I love this kind of like, I love his Mission Impossible films. Yeah. I think they're great. I think they're awesome. I love the last one. I thought it was so fantastic. But like seeing that kind of like the stunts happening in like a mummy movie, I was just like, this is kind of stupid. (laughs) So I'm going to give this a very low taste it. It did not get me excited to see this film um i don't feel like this is a series that should be rebooted and i'm not saying that because i think the first movies are great and i hold them sacred i hate the brendan fraser films except for the third one i absolutely love the jet Li. oh yeah the third one i hate the first two i hate them i hate them I actually, wow. I I love the third one. I thought the third one with Jet Li was fucking great. Yes, yeah, I did. That's the one I haven't seen. I thought it was fucking great. I hate the first two. Yeah, like oh oh hey, do you like Indiana Jones? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Would you like to see Indiana Jones with a bunch of bullshit CGI? <laughs> oh okay, well we've got the movie for you, and it was like the Mummy, and I hated it. No, I, I, I agree. A total Indiana Jones knockoff, but mm-hmm. a bunch of garbage. Yeah, with shitty CGI. Yeah. And? Yeah, I, 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 I tossed this mummy trailer. 
Yeah. It, it did Yay. not. It did. It did <laughs> nothing for me. I, I thought it looked I'm, incredibly stupid. I gave it a low taste that I'm not offended. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good deal. <laughs> I, yeah, this. I don't even know what to say. I. This looked incredibly dumb. Yeah. So I. I don't even know that I, I will see this. Mm. So. So is this part of the the Universal Monster? Great question. Thing? Great question. Uh, Mummy director Alex Kurtman confirmed that Dracula Untold is not part of the shared Universal Monsters movie universe. So the movie <laughs> what? Dracula Untold is not part of this universe, which originally it was supposed to be a part of it. It was supposed to be the movie that kicked it off. The first movie that makes a dime will be the first movie in the Universal <laughs> Monsters right. universe. I was going to say, because doesn't that mean that they don't have a movie yet for this universe? They don't. This is supposed to be... <laughs> This is supposed to be the first movie that kicks it off. So, again. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. What the hell are they playing at? I don't know what they're doing, man. I don't know what they're doing. So, I guess like if this movie does gangbusters, then then this will this will be the movie that kicks it off, but Dracula Untold was not that movie. Yeah. And if this movie fucking fails, then Creature of the Black Lagoon, it's fucking in your hands now. <laughs> so, good luck, guy. All right. Uh, you guys ready to move on into some news? Yeah, let's do it. All yeah. right. Let's see. Your time to move into news. Hear ye, hear ye, read all about it. It's a lift of a news and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangsta as fuck, yo. It's gangsta as fuck, yo. All right. Slash Film is reporting that when you go to see Rogue One in IMAX, only IMAX screenings that you will get to see the first seven minutes of the 2017 Christopher Nolan film, Dunkirk. Ooh, that's exciting. Set in World War II. So we've seen this happen in the past. I remember mm-hmm. going to see, I think it was a Harry Potter film. I think it was the second of the, was it Deathly Hallows? Yeah. Part two. I, I think it was, or it was The Hobbit. It was a Hobbit film. Where I got to see the first like so many minutes of the the new Star Trek movie, mm. Star Trek uh, the second one, whatever the fuck it was called, Into Darkness, <laughs> and I got to see like the first like you know five, six, seven minutes of that movie. So they're doing the same thing here with Rogue One in IMAX. We're going to be able to see the first seven minutes of the Christopher Nolan film Dunkirk that's set in World War II. And uh, Screen Rant says that the film – this is about Dunkirk. The film tells the true story of Operation Dynamo, a British evacuation of almost 330,000 allied troops in the French seaport of Dunkirk in May and June of 1940, who at the time were surrounded by Nazi troops closing in on them and is shaping up to be one of the most anticipated blockbusters of next year's packed lineup. Guys, I don't know about you. Like – that first teaser trailer did nothing for me. No, it was a nothing trailer. It did nothing for yeah. me. But like on the flip side, you got to understand like this is this is Christopher Nolan. I want to see what he can do with a World War II movie. Like I've seen what Spielberg can do and Spielberg can do amazing things with World War II. Like oh, I yeah. I saw Saving Private Ryan, I saw him and Tom Hanks team up to do uh, Band of Brothers. Guys those were amazing movies. 
and Christopher Nolan, like, I want a great World War II movie. I love great World War II movies. Yeah. And if Christopher Nolan can bring that and bring this story to life and doing do it in a way that's impactful to me, I'm ready for it. So I'm ready to see the first seven minutes of this film. And um, That's exciting. It's very exciting. I, I'm, I'm so happy that I purchased an IMAX ticket so I get to watch this. Um, this is one of my most anticipated movies of 2017 as of this moment. Now, when I see Rogue One next week, yeah, and if, after I've seen the first seven minutes of this film, I might change my mind. But mm-hmm. as of right now, this is one of my most anticipated movies of 2017 because it's Christopher Nolan, who generally I like. I, I wasn't a big fan of Interstellar. Not a big fan. Mm-hmm. But I'm a big fan of some of his other movies, The Prestige. Oh, I love The Prestige. Loved what he, I loved what he did with most of the Batman films overall. And to see what he can do with a World War II, a movie set in World War II. And after I watched Allied with Robert Zemeckis. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm ready for another World War II movie. And if, if Dunkirk can bring it, I'm ready for it, man. I'm expecting a really crazy opening seven minutes, too. Otherwise, uh, otherwise why even do give this? Give me the hook. Yeah. Give me the hook. Yeah. yeah. And Nolan's done this before himself. Like, Nolan did this exact same thing with uh, Dark Knight Rises. They showed the first eight minutes, I believe, before uh, Mission Impossible 5. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That was when we heard the shitty Bane voice for the first time, and then they and then they changed it. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. I was in the theater for that. I could not understand a word that Bane <laughs> yeah. was saying. Dang. You, you and everybody. Yeah. Oh my God! Thank God they changed that. So, so that works. So maybe like fucking, you know, Harry Styles. You can't understand a word he's saying in this yeah. new movie, so they have to fix that up. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know. Dan, Dan, do you have tickets to go see Rogue One? No, no, no. I don't at all. Uh, I tried, and they're all sold out. So I'm not going to be able to see Rogue One, man, for probably about a week after it comes out, something like that. Dude, uh, what the fuck is your IMAX situation over there in England, dude? Uh, there's IMAX everywhere. There's one in my local my local cinema as well. Oh, good but for it you. Just wasn't it? Just wasn't. Um, I just can't get tickets. It's just sold out because we've only got one cinema. Which is like, um, oh man, it's probably like about an hour drive, like around, you know, like in a circle. Yeah. So everyone goes to the same one. Mm. So, so you know, Star Wars is such a phenomenon that like just can't get tickets. You I okay, could it. you not buy that shit online? Yeah, well, that's what I tried. But oh no, shit! What what we do over here is uh, for this particular cinema is that you you go online, you book your ticket up, and then it says right now pick your seating. Yeah. But every single showing that I've looked at is already fully booked. As every fucking seat is gone. Oh my god! So, I got yeah. an extra ticket, Dan. Get over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, but, um, you know, it's, uh, I was going to say earlier, isn't it fucking crazy that we're getting another Star Wars movie, like, a year after the last one? It's, it's great. Just, it's it's so cool. It's, it's great. It's mad. really bizarre. I'm still not even used to the feeling of it yet. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. It's yeah. Oh, it's, I, I love it. It's fantastic, but it's the truly bizarre. If uh, As long as they can keep this going, I'm, like, down. Oh, I, I'm down, too, but it's, it is weird. Like, episode seven still feels brand spanking new. Doesn't it? Yeah, and we're just yeah. like, bam, getting ready. Friday, I've seen another Star Wars But doesn't movie. it feel, like, doesn't it feel like a while, though, since, like, I, I know we're gonna be, I, I know we're jumping into Rogue One. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to jump into that world, but, like, I'm ready, I, I like, right now, 
I want to know what's going on with my buddy Poe. I want to know what's oh, going yeah. on with my buddy Finn. Like, oh, yeah. I miss yeah. these guys. Like, I want to know what's happening with my friends. Like, I want to know. Yeah. Like, I, I love Poe. I love Finn. Like, those two characters, I want to know what's going on with them, like, right fucking now. Yeah, I was ready for that original year and a half release schedule where we're yeah. going to shift the uh, chapter movies Back to, to May. May. Back I, to May. I was excited for that. They're still talking about episode nine coming out in May. I hope that happens. That, there's, that's still a thing. I would like one of these to not be a Christmas thing. It has not been confirmed, but that's still a thing. They're still talking about it. Yeah. Uh, let's see here, guys. Aliens versus Predator Galaxy. That's a website. It's reporting that James Franco is going to star in Alien Covenant. Wow. That's the sequel to Prometheus. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> so you believe you buy that? That's what Aliens versus Predator Galaxy is reporting. I don't know if I buy it, but that's that's what they're saying. Do you like that? Do I like that? Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of that casting. Yeah, no. It seems <clears throat> seems not the right type. Right. Like James serious James Franco is not my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. So didn't like hundred and twenty seven hours. It was okay. It's one of those movies that I never need to see again now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, once you've watched it once, it's kind of been spoiled. Yeah, I'm actually a really big Danny Boyle fan too. I mean, it's a good movie, but it's one time, please. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, just look for maybe that casting coming about. I don't know. It, it just seems like an odd mm-hmm. casting for that film. Yeah, very odd. Very mm-hmm. odd. It seems like yeah. it doesn't seem like someone Ridley Scott would be working with. But exactly. Yeah. But but yeah. Uh, Variety is reporting that the new Tomb Raider reboot starring Alicia Van Can- uh, Alicia Van Kander. Uh, everybody remembers Alicia Van K- Vikander, uh, if you saw, um, Ex Machina. She played Ava. Yes. Uh, oh, she's, okay. been, she's been cast as Laura Croft mm. in the new, uh, Tomb Raider movie. Um, they have now cast their villain, and the actor that's playing the villain in the new Tomb Raider reboot is Walton Goggins. Oh, that's very nice. Whoa. From Justified, The Hateful Eight, and Vice Principals, the new show on HBO. Guys, I don't know about you. I'm not a huge fan of video game movies to film, mm. but you know what? Like, if you're talking about like casting news, and you're saying that I got Alicia Vikander as Laura Croft, and you're talking about Walton Goggins being your main villain, that's some great fucking casting. I- I'm not saying this movie's going to be any good. No, I agree. But I'm just saying on the casting front, they're doing a fantastic fucking job. Yeah, hopefully they they make it through this and still have their career at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yeah, not a very good pedigree for the Tomb Raider movies, but yeah, man, really good casting. I love Walter Goggins as well. He's fucking brilliant. Yeah, I love anything he is in. Like, I loved him in American Ultra. Yeah, he was great in as that. As the laugher, mm-hmm. he made that fucking movie, dude. He was great. He was so good. Great in Hateful Eight, too. Great in Hateful Eight. I mean, small yeah. part in Django Unchained, and it was yeah. nice to see that, you know, Quentin Tarantino was like, you know what, I'm going to bring him back for a meteor part in Hateful Eight. Yeah. And it worked out really well. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys seen Sons of Anarchy or not? No. no. He's in that as well, but he plays something completely different. He plays a, I think it's a, a pre-op transsexual. 
and uh, he ends up sort of like dating one of the bikers, and he's just he's so damn funny in that. And but just a yeah, great actor as well. But yeah, interesting role for that guy for that one. Mm-hmm. He's very versatile. He's very good. Absolutely. Yeah, he's awesome. Hey guys, uh, I don't know about you, but one of my favorite movies from the eighties, and this is odd for me to say because I hate musicals. Is Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, it's one of my all-time yeah. favorites. Uh, Little Shop of Horrors from the 80s was actually a rebake, remake, rebake, a remake from a 1960s film. Yeah, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson, yeah. Uh, they're talking about giving us another reboot, another remake. Uh, Deadline has the details. Warner Brothers is moving forward with a new incarnation of Little Shop of Horrors with Greg Berlanti set to direct. Greg Berlanti, guys, he is the CW guy. CW guy, right? CW guy. He does The Flash. He does Supergirl. He does it's the Berlanti universe with CW. Uh, he's going to be directing, it sounds like. And Matthew Robinson writing the script. This one will be a musical, a fresh version of the 30-year-old Frank Oz-directed film that was based on the Roger Corman-directed 1960 low-budget sci-fi campy tale about a clumsy young man who raises a plant, discovers it is carnivorous, and kills to keep it fed, there is a memorable scene with Jack Nicholson as a pain-seeking dental patient in the original, replicated in the mu- musical by Bill Murray. Mark Platt is producing. Steve Mar- oh, is it Bill Murray? Oh, Bill Murray is the patient. You're right. Bill Murray's the patient. Steve yeah. Martin is the dentist. I am your dentist. Oh, I love it. I am your dentist. <laughs> I love that song too, dude. Yeah. Like that's like as far as musicals go. I'm yeah. not a huge musical fan. Like when it comes to like musical on film. Mm-hmm. I love seeing musicals in person. Yeah. I saw Wicked. I've seen, uh, what was it, uh, the Monty Python musical. Oh, Spam-A-Lot. Spam-A-Lot. I saw that in person. I loved it. I love seeing them in person, but it doesn't always translate well, translate well to film. Mm-hmm. And um, this is one of those that on film I absolutely love. Oh, me too. But uh, it looks like they are going to be remaking this possibly with Greg, Berlanti, Greg Berlanti directing it. Um I just, I, I, I'm not asking you to like, get, oh, what are your thoughts? Like, do you want to see it? I don't know. You can this one's me. all about the casting. For it's all me. about the casting. Like, I, I honestly, like, right on the spot, I really don't need to see a sure. remake of this. It's yeah, but if they if they do some really neat casting, I could turn a new leaf. You give me Charlie Day as Seymour. I'm Ooh, down. That's good. That's oh, good. That's very good. It's great casting right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't know if he can sing. But if you can sing, let's do it. Yeah, if they can get Rick Moranis to sing. Yeah, if you can get Rick Moranis to sing, so. you can get Charlie Day to sing. Let's do this. But I, I, it'd be nice to see, you know, there's a generation out there that hasn't seen that old movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Special effects could make Audrey 2 look really cool. Yeah, yeah. So. I hope they go practical with it again. I'm with Dan. I hope they go practical too. Yeah, but even practical special effects these yeah. days compared to what they had then can make it look really fucking sure. cool. Sure. Yeah. And I hope they do the original ending as well from the show as opposed to the one they did in the movie because yeah. they're different. They released that. You can get that. Yeah. On um Yeah, I've I've seen it online. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, Where like it up. like it takes over the bridge and everything and it's huge. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Audrey 2. Um the voice of Audrey 2 is the same voice as Mother Brain and Captain N. Oh, yeah. It sounds exactly the same. Yeah. No, that makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, Scott Snyder and Jeff Lemire, two comic book writers that I love, 
are doing a three-issue miniseries image comic book called AD After Death, and THR has learned that Sony has picked up the rights for the film. Wow, that was quick. Very quick. <laughs> like, uh, I have this on my pull list. I don't know. I think it comes out. I think it's already out or it's coming out soon, mm-hmm. but it's a three-issue miniseries. I think like each book was like four ninety nine. Yeah. So I guess they're thick books, uh, but Sony has already picked up the rights uh, from this. Uh, yeah, the first comic uh, hit stores in November. Is it Lemire Art? I th- it's got to be Lemire Art then, right? Oh, his art is so weird. Yeah, every every character looks like every character's nose looks like Owen Wilson. Yeah, yeah. They're all- <laughs> I can see what you're getting at with that. <laughs> if like if you ever look at, like all of his characters, like they all have those Owen Wilson noses. <laughs> um, the comic whose first issue hits uh, stores in November is set in a future where. A genetic cure for death has changed society and centers on a man frustrated by his never-ending life. Uh, let's see here. The three-issue book has weighty issues on its mind, aging, or lack thereof, and mortality, and combines sections of sequential art with sections of prose as well as painted art. Uh, Snyder is known for blah, 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 Batman, and then, of course, yeah... You got Jeff Lemire known for Sweet Tooth and Trillium and Plutona and all that other shit. Um, but yeah, it's been picked up. The rights have been picked up. It doesn't know, it doesn't mean that it's going to get made. It's just, I I just kind of wanted to bring this up. It's like, it seems like comic book movies, comic books are just being picked up. Film rights are being picked up left and right. Mark Millar fucking makes all his stuff. All his stuff. Anything Mark Millar does. Yeah. Film rights. Yeah. It, it doesn't mean that it's ever going to get made. But and the same f- thing. Most of Mark Millar's stuff is picked up before the first issue yeah. even hits the fucking shelf. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Nice to see Scott Snyder have, have something like that happen to him, though. Right. I, I'm a huge fan, so. Absolutely. Good, good on him to get that kind of attention. I hope, yeah. And I, I hope it gets, I hope it gets picked up. And if it gets picked up, I hope it's done well. Yeah, for both their sake. For um, both their sake. Him and Lemire, I hope it's gets made. Absolutely. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we're gonna move on to Marvel News. Marvel news. Guys, we have a fucking release date for Legion, uh, the new show from FX. It's going to debut on Wednesday, February 8th. Nice. That'll be on FX. So, something to look forward to. It's exciting. One hour premiere. One hour premiere. Uh, it's Noah Hawley, uh, the director and writer for Fargo, the TV series. If you haven't watched that, get on it. It's fucking fantastic. I think he's going to do a great job on Legion. Uh, French language outlet Le Journal de Montreal is reporting that Fox is going to start filming the next X-Men film in May of 2017. Uh, there's no word on whether it's a sequel to Apocalypse or The New Mutants, but New Mutants director Josh Boone recently tweeted, new X-Men film to start shooting in May. Hmm, what movie could it be? I don't. There's no way it's the new X Men movie that quick. I don't even think they have all their eggs in the basket yet. It's New Mutants. Yeah, it's Josh, obvi- it's obviously New Mutants. Yeah, Josh Boone is yeah. letting us know that it's going to be the New Mutants film. Yeah, so that's cool. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Me too. Honestly, 
So. But do we know anything about the castings for that or not? No. No, I think they talked about like what characters could be involved. Yeah. We I, don't have anything yeah. concrete, I don't think. I've heard that too. <clears throat> I've heard Cannonball. Right, Cannonball. Yeah. See, my question to you guys though is, and this is a big question, is we've kind of heard, are they gonna, are we gonna get a proper, proper sequel? Are we gonna get that 90 sequel for the X-Men Apocalypse? I think the answer is no. Or is Deadpool 100% separate from that? And is this new Mutants movie going to be separate from that? Hmm. So that what's means... The, what's the studio for new mu- Mutants? Do we know? It's Fox. It's Fox. I mean, Fox... Fox as well. Yeah, Fox owns the X-Men. All Mutants. Yeah. Anything Mutant is going to be Fox. So that's the thing. Like... There, there's really nothing to tie Deadpool into the canon of the X-Men universe. Like, you can say, uh, oh, uh, Colossus was in that movie, but it, it wasn't Daniel Cudmore's Colossus, okay? Yeah, I agree. You can also say that there was like, oh, Hugh Jackman was in that movie. Well, mm-hmm. it, it was Hugh Jackman, the actor, and it was it's all, it's all fourth wall breaking jokes and shit. Like, there's yeah. nothing really fucking tying... Deadpool down to like the proper X-Men universe. Like it's all just fucking fourth wall breaking jokes. I, it, I agree. Nothing. It, it could still go either way. Right. So yeah. like, I want to know, like after like the performance of X-Men apocalypse, which was in my opinion, like it was okay. It wasn't what they wanted. Are they going to go another direction with the X-Men flagship movies? Like, when we get our next X-Men film, will it be a spinoff? Will it be a direct sequel to X-Men Apocalypse and be set in the 90s like they've been talking about? Or are they just going in a complete and new direction? Like, New Mutants, I think, will be – it'll be something new. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it will have any connection at all. To what we've seen in Apocalypse at all. I think they're better not doing that, too. Like, trying to be their own entity. Well, sure. So they can have more time to make a decision as to, like, what the fuck they're going to do with their proper X-Men universe. Yeah, which is going to be completely rebooted, in my opinion. Well, there's that. And then it's also, like, if you tell me, like, so I'm never going to get to see Evan... I'm never going to get to see Evan Peters again as Quicksilver. That yeah. kind of breaks my heart. Yeah. I, a I, little bit. I don't blame you. But is it enough? Is it enough to bring back that X-Men universe? <laughs> no. It, do, do they think it is that salvageable? Do they think like what they've done with Evan Peters in those two movies, which I've enjoyed both of those scenes, do they think that's enough just to bring the entire franchise back? Like, think about this, Jake. They've invested a lot in that universe. Like, they've given Brian Singer, Matthew Vaughn, Brett Ratner. They've given these guys – how many years have they invested into that universe? They've invested 16 years now into that universe. Are they ready to let that go? Do you think they're ready to let that go and start over fresh? Yeah, I mean, if the if the dollar signs are there, I think they're ready to do that. I mean, and I think New Mutants will honestly be like a, a test for it. I think if it blows up, then they can feel more confident in knowing they can start from the beginning, maybe doing a few characters we haven't seen yet up to this point. Are they ready to let go of Evan Peters' Quicksilver? Do That's both. a huge thing. Do both. What? Why? Why can't 
All of a sudden, he'd be in the reboot, too. Hi, I'm your casual audience, and now that I'm seeing Evan Peters in this, I'm confused. I don't know which universe this falls under. Is that still canon, or is it not canon? I mean, Because I'm a like, fucking idiot. I feel like the X-Men movies already <laughs> already confuse idiots, though. I feel like there's no difference than what they've already done with kind of the reboot that they've already had with First Class. Okay. And, it's already the same problem. So basically, like idiots are already confused. So fuck them. Are are <laughs> the viewers of our movies are already stupid? Yeah. So we might as well mystify them even more. <laughs> yeah, they're still coming. Apparently. Hey, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, it's a clusterfuck, basically. Now, isn't it? Like since um all the different timelines and all that sort of thing and i mean i know they tried to you know almost do like a soft reboot with um days of future past yeah i i hated apocalypse i thought it was awful but um because it didn't get so critically well received maybe they will try and you know start again but i don't think they should do it with the normal x-men like you're saying i think they should try bringing in like whole new characters with the new mutants and as far as linking it to deadpool goes we might get some kind of a crossover after deadpool 2 because you know we know we're getting cable in deadpool 2 and cable is one of the trainers of the the new x-men so that could link in but you know it's it's a push it really is it's um it's a bit of a pain like i said they've they've written themselves into this fucking crazy corner where (laughs) so much shit doesn't make sense and like jake said on a episode you know long time ago that they just kind of leave it and they just they just go no one's going to remember that and they'll just move on and they won't explain you know these two conflicting points so so yeah i don't know man i really i just think they fuck themselves with all these movies yeah but like uh, they, they really set this up and like all the things that i've been reading and i'm not saying like i'm not saying like i'm not saying yes you should reboot it i'm not saying um no, don't reboot it and keep going forward. I don't know what they're going to do. I have no clue, and I don't have an answer for you right now. Yeah. But it feels like they really tried to set up the Dark Phoenix saga in this last yeah. film. Like, yeah. we saw Sophie Turner as Jean Grey go fucking Phoenix on us. Yes. Like, are we going to get to see that happen? Like, or are we done? Like... Do you think that do you think that it comes down to seeing how New Mutants performs? Yeah, I really do. I think that's and a big I, deal. I'm I'm da- I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you 100% that New Mutants will not tie at all in any way with Apocalypse, with Days of Future Past, with any of the other X-Men movies. I think that they'll be able to present this in a way that it won't tie in any of those movies, that it can be kind of its like like own separate thing. Mm-hmm. But also, they'll kind of keep it open. Oh, yeah, they will. (laughs) (laughs) They'll also keep it open to where it could. Yeah, much like Deadpool. Right. Yeah. Are they, is it, is the question, is the question whether they can get Jennifer Lawrence, McAvoy, and Michael Fassbender back on? Yeah, I think we just talked about, about this last week. That, that is the question. If those three can't come, they're not going to do it. 
Okay. I, re- I really think that's the end okay. of this universe. Okay. So basically that's what it all hinges on. This is fucked up. This is like, this is where contracts get fucked up, right? Yeah. It's like they're holding yeah. the shit by ransom. This is where like Marvel has got it down. Oh yeah. Like Marvel has got like their whole universe down pat because they know who's coming back and who's signed on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, they know, and they know how many movies they're doing as well for a fucking start. Right. You yeah. know, it's all, it's all planned out already. So they get those people to sign the contracts for those movies before they even cast them because if they won't sign them i think it was only chris evans that turned around and said oh no i don't want that many movies i'm going to sign a picture deal for this many and then we'll see what happens yeah so yeah just that yeah i don't know it's i know you're saying like how they're gonna do it but it's because the previous movies are so fucking confusing (laughs) that even as comic book fans and movie fans, we don't know what they're going to do because they can do fucking anything from well, now on. It's, it's just crazy. The thing is, like, I think, like, this could all be answered. Let's say Deadpool never came out. Mm-hmm. Deadpool yeah. never came out. That movie never came out. Tim Miller never leaked the fucking footage of Deadpool. Nobody ever got to see what an amazing movie Deadpool could ever be. Mm-hmm. X-Men Apocalypse comes out. It does okay. But okay is not what studios wants. That That's not what a studio wants. No. And so that's when, you know, like Laura Shuler Donner, she's kind of like, uh, you know what? Let's reboot. I, I 100% agree with you. Let's, without, yeah, without Deadpool, right. they would insta-reboot this. It's insta-reboot. With Deadpool, maybe they will give it another shot. Since they have a bread maker. Because Fantastic Four fucked it up. I'm sorry, Finn Dietrich. Oh, yeah. Fantastic Four <laughs> fucked it up for everybody. It fucked it up. Because, like, their whole plan was to, like, have Fantastic Four be, like, this huge thing. Like, oh, it, ooh, oh my God. We got the director that can do no wrong. We got one of these up-and-comers. Uh, we got fucking uh, Josh Trent coming in here. Yeah. He fucking killed it with Chronicle. He's going to come back and he's going to destroy Fantastic Four. Yeah, and then we, do a fucking Star Wars movie after yes, that Yes, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> we got fucking Miles Teller. We yeah. got Miles Michael B. J- Listen to this cast. <laughs> I know, I know. Listen to this goddamn cast. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I know. You, you fuck up a movie. You fuck up a movie with Michael B. Jordan and Miles Teller from Whiplash. I, I like Kate Mira a lot, too. Kate to Mira. Honest. You fuck that up. I, I love Toby Kebbell as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You <laughs> fuck that. Fuck? Yeah, you fuck that shit up. <laughs> you fuck that shit up so bad. <laughs> that shit's fucked up. Uh, they you, wanted to cross that shit over yes, so they did. hard with Oh, X-Men. my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic Four and the X Men. Oh yeah, my God! Suck on this dick, Marvel. Suck on this dick. <laughs> these two. No, these two franchises are butt fucking the shit out of each other, yeah. and that can't happen now. That can't happen now because Fantastic Four was not what it was supposed to be, and Apocalypse wasn't even what it was supposed to be. And but Deadpool was the one that blew up. The one movie that they did not have faith in. The movie that they gave a sixty million dollar budget to. Yeah, sixty million dollar. But oh, you want to make this movie? Okay. Okay, yeah. Okay, the trailer leaked. Your little fucking faux trailer leaked. <laughs> People liked it. We'll give you $60 million to do this, Tim Miller and Ryan Reynolds. $60 million. Have at it. The movie makes over $700 fucking million globally. Yeah. Blows the fuck up. And you've got fucking movies like uh, Apocalypse that had like a 200 and something million dollar budget that can barely break $600 million. Yeah. And, 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 and a Deadpool is the fucking 
cornerstone, the building block of this whole goddamn universe now, mm-hmm. basing everything on this fucking Deadpool movie. And like now they don't know what to do with the X-Men. They've got no plans for Fantastic Four. Yeah, no. Now they've got new mutants coming out. Thank God that Simon Kinberg's involved in this fucking shit. Because I don't know what the fuck Fox is doing. Hugh Jackman's on the way out. Yeah, yeah. They're losing Hugh Jackman. This Logan movie better be a goddamn fucking great movie. Because, (laughs) like, I, I I don't know what's going on over there in in Fox X-Men universe but i can just tell you that they just better be they better be fucking thankful for Ryan Reynolds i'm and, sure they are and his patience with them <laughs> because i can't imagine i can't imagine what Ryan Reynolds went through yeah. when he said you know what i want the writers of Deadpool to be involved in the actual production of the film, and they said, "No." Have you? Uh, and he said, "And he said, you know what? I'll pay for them to be on set." And now I guarantee you, when Ryan Reynolds says anything, oh yeah, about Deadpool, he says, "Jump." They say, "How high, That's Ryan? Exactly what How I fucking high can we jump for you right now?" Because <laughs> it, it it makes me. Fucking sick what studios do to these fucking films. Thank God for Ryan Reynolds fucking showing this studio the fucking light. Now, honestly, I think Ryan Reynolds should say, you know what? Your next X-Men movie needs to involve me. Oh, yeah. It would make tons of bank. Otherwise, you're going to fuck it up. Yeah, they need to do both. They need to reboot it and put Deadpool in it. Yeah, absolutely. Is honestly what needs to happen. Hold on. Yeah. What is Spider-Man doing? <laughs> what does Spider-Man do? Even though you gave it a low taste it for the trailer, Jake, yeah. that doesn't constitute what the movie's going to get no. overall. No. Okay? What is Spider-Man doing? Good. They're adding Robert Downey Jr. to that fucking movie. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And what has he done so far for the Marvel Universe? Yeah, there were some stinkers in there. Iron Man 2 was not the best movie. Iron Man 3, you liked it. I hated it. It's financially, though. Holy but financially, crap. it was – I'm not yeah. – I'm never going to deny that. Oh, no, that. I know. But... $1.3 billion goddamn dollars. Yeah, he did favors. What? Yeah. 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 Iron Man 3 is the fucking it's, – it's like one of the top three grossing Marvel movies. Like it's like it's, – I think it's, it's maybe – It's Avengers and then Iron Man 3, it's right? It's Avengers, Iron Man 3. That's basically Jesus. what it comes down to. Like Eight billion, one point three billion, one point three billion dollars worldwide is what that movie did. It was Fuck, huge. I have never heard that figure before. That yes. is unbelievable. One point three billion. So yeah, Iron Man three was a huge success financially. I mean, so that's what they are doing here, and that is exactly what Fox needs to do. Yeah. That's why you're hearing like, oh, we're you're not getting an X Force movie. You're getting a Ryan Reynolds Deadpool X-Force movie, and that's why I'm hearing this quote this week from Ryan Reynolds. He spoke to Entertainment Weekly, and he revealed that he wanted a Deadpool slash Wolverine movie. Yeah, he's begging begging people to harass Hugh Jackman about it. Yes, he is. He says, I want Deadpool and Wolverine in a movie together. What we're going to have to do is convince Hugh, if anything, 
I'm going to need to do what I can to get my internet friends back on board to help rally <laughs> another cause down the line. Hugh Jackman. I love this guy. I love him too. <laughs> he says Hugh Jackman is one of the best human beings. Part of the reason I want to do a Deadpool Wolverine movie is not just because I think the two would be light the screen that, that because the two would light the screen on fire but i genuinely love the guy yeah yeah I he know. wants to do a fucking movie with somebody in hollywood that he respects mm-hmm. and you know what i honestly think that you get these two on the set they're gonna have a lot of fun yeah they're yeah, gonna have 100 percent creative control over this movie mm-hmm. and we're finally i don't know about logan I don't know about Logan. As much as I love Johnny Cash, I don't know about fucking Logan. <laughs> I'm worried too, man. But I can tell you this much. You get fucking Wolverine. You get Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds in a movie together in a team-up movie. You know what? I'm more excited about that movie than I am seeing Tony Stark hanging out with Peter Parker. I'm gonna, I'm honest. I'm being 100% honest. I don't, with you. I don't think that that's a far fetched statement. I, I, I have spent, I have spent, how long have I spent with Hugh Jackman? I've spent 16 years with his Wolverine yeah. and I've loved him in everything. Not every movie he's ever done has been 100% great for me. It's not always been a Tupperware for me. Yeah. But I'll tell you one thing. He's always done that character justice. He's always put his heart and his fucking soul into that fucking performance. And to see him with Ryan Reynolds, who I think puts his heart and soul into this character that he was made for. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. That's a movie I want to see. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be crazy. It'd be like uh, like a, the new odd couple. You know, you have like Wolverine being the straight guy and Deadpool not being the straight guy. Wolverine fucking slashing him repeatedly. <laughs> yeah. Fucking cutting his fucking head off, cutting his limbs off, and he just keeps coming back and talking shit to him. This is perfect. And, you know, Deadpool can do the same thing to him, and Wolverine's gonna regenerate. This is the perfect buddy movie. This is like the... Per- this is the perfect movie, oh, Jake! Yeah. You do the Marvel formula, you have I'm, them fight each other, yes. and then you have them team up. Jake, I am telling you right now, and I'm telling Fox, if there's anybody out there that's listening that's involved in these fox films mm-hmm. we have a lot of people listening to this podcast and if somebody out there is involved in the production of these fucking movies i'm telling you right now you do a wolverine deadpool team-up film you have a one billion dollar movie yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, and I feel like they left the window open for that with Logan. Like by jumping into a undisclosed future, yeah. you leave that time frame open that you could still do this. Yes. Like even when even when we kill Wolverine off in this next movie, right. you've still got that previous window <laughs> yes. where you could still do this. Because we know Wolverine's going to die in this film. Oh, surely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah. and Professor X probably as well. I agree. Yeah. Holy fucking shit. Please. That's such a cool idea, man. I'd love to fucking see that. Like, sort of, they're having an argument. Yeah. And then, like, Wolverine just fucking sticks him in the shoulder, and Deadpool turns around and just, like, shoots him in the arm or something <laughs> like that. And they have a fucking a fight where they know they're going to be okay, but they just want to cause each other as much pain as possible. Dan, 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 rated R film, and they are just fucking ripping limbs off of each other. And by the <laughs> end of it, they are just sitting there and fucking yelling at each other and regenerating. 
Yeah, that would until they can fucking fight again, they do it again, and then it keeps happening over and over again. <laughs> That's <laughs> That'd be, fucking genius, I can see dude. their body parts strewn all over, and the, yes. t- the title card comes up and just says like five hours later, and then and they're, w- they're ready to go at each other again. <laughs> and I want it to be directed by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, you had me, you had it, and then you lost it. No, I ha- like honestly, it's like I. Anytime I think about that, I think about like Quentin Tarantino does like uh, like when you saw like any bar scene, mm-hmm. like it, you know, like any bar scene in a Tarantino movie is just amazing. I don't know, maybe I got caught up in the moment, <laughs> but yeah, that scene, that scene would be it would be amazing. Uh, speaking of Deadpool, guys, uh, I'm gonna do this and we're gonna take a quick break. I don't have, we don't have much left this episode, but, uh, Deadpool related stories, uh, director Tim Miller, uh, for the first Deadpool film, he talked with CG Garage about why he left. Oh, this is crazy. And some wow. of the rumors, uh, uh, that have been floated about why he left. He says, I just wanna say one thing to the geek audience out there because it's important to me what the geeks and nerds of the world think because they are my brothers and sisters. I didn't want to make some stylized movie that was three times the budget. If you read the internet, who cares, really? But for those of you who do, I wanted to make the same kind of movie that we made before because I think that's the right movie to make for the character. So don't believe what you read on the internet. Jake, we've talked about this in the past. That's what we heard. Yeah. That's what we believed. Yeah, that's what we based our opinions on. And he's saying it's bullshit. That's fucked up. All right, let me jump into this a little bit more. He says, "What about the?" They go on to talk about what about the rumors about the cable casting. That was another thing. Yeah, they were talking about the cable casting. They were talking about oh, uh, Tim Miller. He wanted Kyle Chandler, and uh, it was Ryan Reynolds. He wanted Liam Neeson. Remember the Liam Neeson joke? Mm. The Taken joke? Oh yeah. Okay, you can yeah. kind of see like why he might want Liam Neeson to be in the next film because it was part of that joke. Kyle Chandler, that was Tim Miller's choice. That's that we've heard this. Tim Miller goes on to say, I wanted to do the same thing as the first movie. Kyle Chandler was not going to be cable. All that stuff that I read kind of kills me. Wow. If he, this is true, I don't I don't blame him for being so upset. He mentioned post production arguments, but he didn't cite any major issues. He says Post-production arguments happen in every film. Mm-hmm. He didn't cite any major issues at all. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's still for me, and maybe I need to do some more research, but for me, from what I read, it's still kind of a mystery at this point why he left. It's a super mystery. I think more is to come. He he did he he can he can say whatever he wants to now like as much time has passed where he can give his honest opinion yeah uh, but he did wish the production well he went on to say I wish them nothing but good I hope it's great I hope it's a great movie because I love the character and I think it's great and I love all the actors and I want to see them successful again I haven't met David but he's a great guy he's talking about David Leitch mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the John Wick director that's taken over the film but he's a great guy from everything I've heard. I want nothing but the best for the character. And for Fox, too. They deserve to make more money. They need to make more money. They were great. They were terrific. So I think – I don't know I don't know what the actual answer was. I don't know what happened, okay? He's saying he didn't want it to be a more stylized movie with three times the budget as the first film. He's not saying, oh, yeah, I was like – I was a Kyle Chandler cheerleader, Kyle Chandler or nothing. Um Really, we got no answers here. I think he's a stand-up guy. 
Um, I love what he did for the first film. I love the fact that he says he wants nothing but the best for the character. Yeah. And I feel like he did do that in the first film. So I do believe him. I, I really would like to know what the fallout was. Yeah, maybe when he's not doing another Fox movie, we'll hear a little bit more. True. He could be a little bit more open. Yeah, because he is signed on for another Fox film. Yeah, and I think that's a little bit to do with why he's so classy about yeah. wishing yeah. everyone so well. Yeah. And maybe when he's making a movie for Universal Pictures, some more right. will come out. Right. So I got to say, though, I did find it. Like, we believed what we believed because it was what was reported. Mm-hmm. But I did find it very strange that that was the issue, that all of a sudden Miller wanted to make this, like, uber-expensive stylized movie. Like, that did seem weird. Well, yeah, now it seems weird. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it did, but it didn't. Because, like, okay, let me think about let – let me tell you about this, Jake. Because, like, what I know from, like, the original production yeah. is that at the end of the movie, there was supposed to be this huge scene – in this abandoned warehouse where Deadpool shows up. It's this huge action sequence. He shows up with all these guns. And they actually introduced more X-Men characters that weren't introduced into this film. What ended up happening was they said, well, we don't have enough money for that. Mm -hmm. We don't have enough money to do what you're wanting to do. So Tim Miller kind of turned it into a joke. And when the taxi cab driver dropped him off, Deadpool forgot his guns. Oh yeah, yeah. They talk. I listened to the commentary track, right? And they talk about that how right. that's like a total writing tool right. that he left the guns. So there. I felt like I felt like it is kind of like understandable that maybe Tim Miller wanted more money. Like I, he feel he feels like he earned it. Yeah. I, as, far, as far as far yeah. as the sti- as far as the, the stylized, so yes, yeah. yes, yes. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Like I don't feel like he was like, oh, I want more stylized. But as far as like bigger and badder, I buy that. I yeah. buy that, and I feel like maybe they could have turned that into a joke. He could have used that towards the end, like this time when yeah. you know Deadpool gets out of the cab, he could say, oh, finally, this movie can afford to do this fucking scene. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Fox. <laughs> Thanks a lot for all the fucking trust that you gave us in the fucking first movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Thanks for the budget you gave us. But like that's. I felt like that's the way they could have gone, but like I'm totally with you as far as like Tim Miller wanting to do a stylized film. Yeah, because he's like, the guy that released the fucking the, the the trailer. Yeah, him and Reynolds were so in sync. Yes, like with the first. Then movie. what happened? Yeah, it's it's so crazy. What happened? I, I have no idea. I have no idea. We'll find out. I think I'm. I'm I'm sure we'll find out eventually. Yeah, I don't I, think Miller's the type to keep quiet. I just think he has to right now. Yeah. yeah. Dan, what are your thoughts, man? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, like you said, not really any answers. So he said that he wasn't wanting three times the budget, or yeah. he was. He was not. He was not. He's like, he's like, yeah, he says, he doesn't literally just gives no reason yeah. for them doing it at all. Yeah. And like he said about the post production, just little arguments that happen on every movie. Yes. So yeah, I don't think that he's, you know, he's not giving us a straight answer, but he did it in a very nice way. Yeah. But like Jake said, that's probably because he's on that other movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's, let's see how that other movie does. Let's see what kind of relationship he has with Fox going forward. And it yeah. may not be – it may not be – we may not get an answer to this for this for a few years. Agreed. Agreed. It might be a few years before this fucking comes out. Like, But eventually he will be talk. He, he will be eventually sitting down. 
Yes. With some interview, somebody from like Empire or Cinema Blend or Collider, one of these outlets years from now will sit down with him and say, whatever really happened with you? Yeah. And he'll spill the fucking beans. And he'll spill the beans eventually. Yeah. You know, you, you, you get to that status eventually where you feel like you can say anything. Like, I honestly feel like, you know, there, there, there's certain people out there, like, they can say anything and they can get away with it. They, they've, they've achieved that status. Martin Scorsese can say whatever the fuck he wants to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, fucking, uh, Spielberg can say whatever the fuck he wants to. Yeah. You know, these guys can say whatever they want to about it. Clint Eastwood. He'll say whatever the fuck he wants to. <laughs> yeah, yes, he will. Yes, he <laughs> will. You know what I mean? If he, you know, so like, I think there'll be a, if this guy makes a name for himself and starts to make a name for himself as a director, one of these days he'll come out and give the full story. But like right now, it, I do believe him though that it wasn't what was initially reported. I feel like he left it. He left, he left, he left the film. So news outlets had to report something. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. So let's let's report this. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they reported what they thought may have happened. I right. suppose. But he's saying he's reading these rumors about the stylized film and the budget, and he's talking, you know, Kyle Chandler and the cable casting, and he's saying he's reading that stuff and it kills him. And I believe him. We're just gonna have to wait and find out. But God damn it. You know I believe, what? I believe him too. Whether whether he's not whether he's not going to be involved in the second film, I think David Leitch is going to fucking kill it, and Ryan Reynolds is going to come back and give it his one hundred percent. I stand by what we yeah. said when we first reported Absolutely. this. I still have one hundred percent faith but that this still, is going to be amazing. My hats off to Tim Miller and what he did in that first film. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back, you sons of fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, did you did you wake up this morning and think to yourself, you know what, you know what I want to do? I want to give I want to give some money, hard earned money away to three assholes so they can do a stupid podcast every week. Yeah, I'm, money's burning a hole in my pocket. Where can I? Where do I put all this money? I'll just give it to three dicks. Yeah, if that was your thought process this morning, number one, there's something wrong with you. Number two, Pop Culture Leftovers has started a Patreon where you can donate to our show. It's really simple. Go to patreon.com forward slash pop culture leftovers starting out as simple as one dollar a month we'll thank you on the show you get us one dollar a month that's twelve dollars a year who can't afford that every one of our listeners did that that would be amazing is that gonna happen fuck no anyway moving on there's also rewards where you can get your own personalized audio bumper like the ones that we play here on the show that's pretty awesome that right there should be enough for you to sign up for our patreon oh wait that's not enough you're just a spoiled little shit, aren't you? You gotta have more, don't you? All the time, more with you. Uh, we have a reward where you can Skype chat with the leftovers, and that could be played on the show as a bonus episode. Wait, hold, wait, that's not enough? Seriously, fuck you at this point. We also have a reward where you get to be on a full episode with the leftovers. That's right. We get to talk to your boring ass for a full episode. <laughs> Uh, there's all, hey, hold on, that's not it. There's also another reward, and this is exciting, where you get to co-host with me on a brand new podcast that I'll launch. Uh, this is our masochist reward level. You really have to be in order to want to podcast with me. So check out all the rewards on patreon.com. That's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash pop culture leftovers. 
Some of the rewards are limited. Not that I'm expecting them to sell out or anything like we did the moment we started this Patreon. All right, we are back. Yeah. Nothing exciting happened on this break. Nothing. No No gifts, no movie tickets. Nothing. All right, you know what? Uh, I had DC news, but I'm not, you know what? Oh, God. It's going to be music to my ears. Okay. (laughs) Justice League has been pushed back because they're going to be doing the Batman film first. And then uh, Joe Manganiello, he teased that Army Hammer might get a role in a DCEU film. Is that true? That... Batman's coming out before Justice League. That's now? that's yeah. That it's not. I don't know if it's one hundred percent confirmed, but that's like the rumor. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I forget who's reporting that shit, but yeah. Hold on, let me see here. I got it written down. I believe uh, it. THR, the Hollywood Reporter, is re- is reporting that Justice League Two is being pushed back, and Army Hammer might have a role in the Justice League film, um, which is interesting because Army Hammer was cast as Batman in the George Miller Justice League film that was never made. So that's your DC news this week because it wasn't really all that exciting this week for DC news. Yeah, no. But we're gonna move on to Star Wars news as soon as I find the bumper. I'm fucking. I've been drinking. That's all right. Here we go. DC. <laughs> no Star Wars. Star Star Wars news. Hey guys, what's Amisa saying? You were supposed to be here with me, listening to Pop Culture Leftovers podcast. That's not true. That's impossible. Jake, on break, I was laughing about something. I was looking at your, you got your, Joe Nito sent you that, uh, Funko Pop. Yes. What are those scenes called? The Fabrications? Yes, that's correct. And I was thinking to myself, oh my God, you know, I know that they've done Star Wars pornos before. Yeah. Have they ever done one? We're like Han Solo, like is at the fucking, you know, he's at the fucking helm of the Millennium Falcon. He's sitting at his fucking captain's chair and shit, and all of a sudden he pulls out like a fucking jar of peanut butter and slides it on his dick, and Chewbacca sucks him off. Has that ever happened? I'm going to guess no. <laughs> well, hey, I would totally title that film. Uh-oh. <laughs> Blue Baca. Ooh, I like it, I like it, I like it. I like the title, but I, I still don't want to see the movie. Because it's kind of fucked up, right? <laughs> Super fucked up. <laughs> it's beyond kind of. Yeah, but like, you know, like, hold on, like, you know, you got, you got peanut butter and you put it on your dick. That's kind of like all, like, everything's thrown out the window at that point. Chewbacca wants that peanut butter, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you ever think that, like, things got lonely out there? In a galaxy far, far away to where, like, Han Solo was like, well, shit, man. I, I don't think so, man. They, <laughs> got, they got hyperspace and shit. <laughs> they can fucking hit up the yeah, fucking... Yeah, but how many times did that shit not work? Oh, that's a very valid how point. How many times did that shit not work? Fuck, hyperspace ain't working. Time it's... to get the peanut butter. <laughs> Holy shit. You know, like, he's pulling out the Peter Pan peanut butter. <laughs> creamy. It creamy. Not the chunky style. No, and I, I prefer to eat that, but not rub it on my balls. And he's sliding that shit on his shaft and like Chewbacca. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think it's anything that they talk about. You know what I mean? No, of course not. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but do you think that I, – I feel like that moment happened. Like in the Star Wars universe? In the Star Wars universe. I think, I think it's canon. <laughs> I think Chewbacca was like going down on his fucking cannon. No, I, 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 I refuse to believe this. I think it happened. I refuse to believe it. 
I never even want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> yeah, this is, I don't. I'm, I'm not, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> That's why he makes that sound. Shut up. It's because of the fucking. <laughs> He's got peanut butter stuck in his throat. <laughs> And one of these times he's going to get a red to start talking like a perfect gentleman. Yes. <laughs> like you can't believe how much I've wanted to say. No, but that's going to be episode eight because Han's out of the picture, right? Yeah, yeah. Han died, right? Yeah. You knew that. You spoiled it for everybody. <laughs> that I did. So all of a sudden like, everybody, his throat gets cleared out and he's going to be able to talk exactly like a perfect gentleman. <laughs> That'll be awesome. And he's going to talk about the torture he went through. Every time Han put that shit on his fucking shaft. He's going to be like, hey, I've known Ray's heritage all along. I just couldn't fucking say anything because of this goddamn peanut butter. Uh, thank God I can finally tell you. <laughs> your, your dad is Luke Skywalker. I have my fucking my fucking uh, throat has just been gunked full of fucking <laughs> yeah. Peter Pan peanut butter. What do you think I've been gargling for the last no fucking shit. five years? Jesus Christ, this gif has been... Fucking me up for the last 30 years. <laughs> Fuck, I said I didn't want to talk about this no, anymore. Man. Now you got me I'm, talking about I'm it. I'm telling again. you, there had to have been some lonely nights on the Millennium Falcon where, where I don't think Han's proud of it. Yeah. But I think that he did pull out the peanut butter and slide <laughs> it on his shaft, and Chewbacca became Bluebacca. Yeah. Did Han shoot first? <laughs> Han Boy. definitely shot first. <laughs> Jeez. And Greedo might have got in on some action, for all we know. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that corpse around for something. <laughs> Warm that corpse up. You never know. It could come uh, in handy. Jesus, uh, that's our Star Wars news for this week. <laughs> Fuck. That was fucked up. Uh, let's see here. What do I got? What do I got for Star Wars news? Uh, there was a picture that was released from uh, Star Wars Rogue One, and uh, they showed um, they showed some um, some people that were involved in the production, uh, and they were they, they were wearing outfits and shit. And, uh, but in the background, what was really interesting about this picture that I saw is they showed a picture of like, it looked like a character. He had kind of like a Bane face mask on. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He had his arms burn off and, and, and the torso was all fucked up. And people were saying that this was, uh, Darth Vader possibly showing up in the movie in the back to suit. Wow. In the back to tank, you know, like yeah. Luke was in the back to tank. Yeah. You know, in, uh, what was it, at the end of Empire? Yeah. Or it was the beginning of Empire. No, it was the, was, yeah, yeah, the end of Empire. The end of his hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they show him in the back of the tank or whatever the fuck. And, uh, so they're talking about, uh, there could be a scene of Darth Vader in this film. It's the beginning of Empire. Beginning of Empire. It's after he's frozen in Hoth. Yes. Yeah, it's where he gets attacked yes. by the Wumpa. Yes. You're right. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so they're talking about maybe there's a scene of Darth Vader in this in the back of the tank for some reason or another. Mm. Trying okay. to regenerate. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> that sounds kind of uninteresting. Sure. Just throwing it out there. Kathleen Kennedy was asked by IGN about Star Wars cartoon characters showing up in films. And, uh, she'll never do that again. We saw (laughs) this week, we saw this week, (laughs) there was that whole peanut butter scene. (laughs) 
Now, we saw this week, um, there was a uh, picture. Uh, there's an international trailer, a TV spot or something that was released that showed uh, what looked like the ghost. Was it? They call it the... Was it the Tactive Four? That's the name of the ship or yeah. whatever the model of the ship, but it's the ghost from Rebels. And it looks like that ship is in a TV spot. Um, so she was asked this week about cartoon characters showing up in the films. It, it's happening. We saw it happen with, uh, characters like, uh, Saw Guerrera from the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. He's showing up in Rogue One. So people for years have been speculating that we might be able to see Rebels characters show up in films. You know, Ezra, Zeb, Kanan, Hera, Sabine, Chopper, all those characters. And for years, Jake and I, we've been saying, no, uh, it doesn't make sense that these characters would show up in these films. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's what Kathleen Kennedy said to IGN. You know, that really isn't the approach that we have. We don't sit down and start isolating a list of characters and then build stories around those. We really are starting with stories themselves. And then if some of those characters might come in to what it is we want to do or say, we'll consider it then, but it's not part of the strategy. No. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's just an Easter egg, if anything. I think it's just an Easter egg. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't. What other movie can you sneak the ghost in? Like this is your chance. It's here or never. Well, I mean, what did we see in the uh, prequels? They did sneak in the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, yeah. Was it a big part of the the prequels? Absolutely not. No, but we saw it in the film. Yeah. If you want to see it in the film, just Google the Millennium Falcon prequel easter egg and you'll see it there's a shot of the millennium falcon on kind of like a uh what is it kind it's of episode, like, is that episode one that happens in i think so yeah yeah so it, it's there it's in the coruscant stuff right yeah it's there but it's just an easter egg it doesn't ever show up again and it plays no major part at all mm-hmm. but it's there yeah. and the other thing is that people seem to forget is that they're just models of ships in the in the fact that like it's a series of ships so the falcon is what the yt right is it the 1300 is that right Mm. but i forget the number but um yeah it's it's a model of a ship so it's the millennium falcon is not a one-off it's just called the millennium falcon yeah and there's lots of other versions of those yt 1300 sure and this might not be the actual ghost it might just be a model of that ship so yeah Yeah, that's another great point yeah it is a great point it's not like every delorean is the time machine right yeah (laughs) exactly there's fucking shitloads of tie fighters they're not all the same one yeah uh there's an article that came out this week from entertainment weekly about x-wing battles in the rogue one film and the article goes on to say the goal was to make the space battles in rogue one feel like roller coasters so director gareth edwards came up with a unique way to shoot them literally turn them into an amusement park ride he says when we were filming the x-wing footage in the film we had the x-wing cockpit mounted to a gimbal so it could move around like it was really flying then all around the screens in 180 degrees that were projecting space and this pre-animated flight path as the X-Wing was moving around, like it was really flying. Uh, the first Star Wars standalone movie comes out in just over a week with a lot of talk of the Godzilla's, uh, Godzilla filmmaker's visceral handheld approach to showing the soldier's perspective of galactic conflict. Edwards and cinematographer Greg Frazier tried to do the same thing from the aerial point of view by placing a handheld camera 
in the X-Wing and maneuvering it to follow the strafing and explosions the same way a human or alien pilot might. The Their plan was to give the movie a documentary feel, and since Edwards knew what he wanted, that pilot's eye to follow, he operated the camera himself. I got inside this X-Wing, put the camera on top of my shoulder, and they closed the cockpit. Then the thing just started flying, and we started going through space in a space battle. And I was filming it, trying to film everything, and trying to get the shots as well as I could. Edwards also wanted to do it himself because, come on, that's fun. Yeah. The second it was over, I got so transported to a galaxy far, far away that I had forgotten I was in Pinewood. You know, I had forgotten that I was just Gareth with a camera. I mean, I thought I was in this space battle. So we're going to get to basically see in Rogue One, I think what we've always wanted to see, like, when I watched, like, the Spider-Man movies, I always wanted to feel, like, what it would be like to be Spider-Man and have that point of view. Like, yeah, yeah. as he's yeah. swinging through New York City. Mm-hmm. And we got teases of that in the Amazing Spider-Man films yeah. with Andrew Garfield. I don't think we got enough of it. And I feel like he is kind of doing that same thing here. Like, we've always wanted to feel, like, what it would be to be a pilot behind in an X-Wing cockpit and to see what they see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're going to get that in this film. We're going to get their point of view as to what it feels like to actually be in this battle, to be in a space battle. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, we've always seen, like, the shots where we always see the pilot as well. Like, mm-hmm. we've never seen that first-person POV shot yes. of, like, being in a fucking X-Wing battle. That's what I want. Like, I've yeah. gotten Luke and I've got them, like, I've got to see kind of like the POV before, mm-hmm. but like I don't want to see the pilot. Like I want to hear like the pilot breathing and the yeah. pilot talking, mm-hmm. but I want to feel like I am in the pilot seat. I want to feel like I'm in the fucking cockpit. I want to hear that heavy breathing and the people being scared. And if the X-Wing blows up. Oh, I was getting ready to say that's what I almost what I want. That's what I want. Yeah. That would be crazy. Yeah. Like if I can, you know what I mean? Like I'm fucking Porkins and I'm going down. Yeah, that'll be so jarring to have yeah. that explosion happen. Absolutely. It's like first person. Absolutely. That first person experience. That's yeah. what I want, man. And like, I feel like that's kind of like what Gareth Edwards has kind of promised us. Like, this is going to be a war fucking film. And I want to feel like I'm in that war with them, whether that means that we come out on top or not. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to feel like even if I'm behind, if I'm watching this from the point of view of an X-Wing fighter pilot and he happens to fucking be blown up, I want to be a part of that. Honestly, I wish it was both ways. I'd love to be a POV in a TIE fighter a couple times, too. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. maybe we'll get that in the future. I I, just, I wanted it to feel like a dogfight in space, and I want to yeah. feel like I'm going to be on the losing end of that dogfight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I have a TIE fighter on my ass the entire time and I feel like my heart's racing, like, oh, fuck, they're going to get me. Mm-hmm. Oh, boom, and I blow up. I think that'll still be as uh, – I think it'll still be gratifying. Yeah. And fuck, Gareth Edwards could start designing Disney theme park rides after yeah. he finishes this movie. Did you guys see that uh, the tracks for Michael Giacano's uh, Rogue One scores have been released? No, I did not. Uh, all 21 tracks for Michael Giacano's – Giacchino's, excuse me. God, his fucking name. Oh, his name kills me. He's like <laughs> one of my favorite dudes and I can't say I his know. goddamn name. Well, I'm always drunk when I fucking try to and then I call him Giacchino or whatever the fuck. His, ma- his name is Michael Giacano. Giacchino. Let's just call him Michael G. Michael G. <laughs> Michael Giacchino. That's his name. 
his 21 uh, tracks for his score have been released. Number one is He's Here for Us. Number two is A Long Ride Ahead. Number two, Wabani Imperial Labor Camp, which reminds me of, like, uh, the Castle Mines. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number four, Trust Goes Both Ways. Uh, number five, When Has Become Now. Six, Jetta Arrival. Seven, Jetta City Ambush. Number eight, Stardust. Number nine, Confrontation on Yadu. Number ten, Krennic's Aspirations. Number eleven, Rebellions Are Built on Hope. Number twelve, Rogue One. Number thirteen, Cargo Shuttle SW0608. Number fourteen, Scrambling the Rebel Fleet. Number fifteen, ATACT Assault. Number sixteen, The Master Switch. Number seventeen, Chewbacca Suck Off That Peanut Butter. Number (laughs) eight, (laughs) <laughs> number number seventeen is your father would be proud. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's a that's a weird back to back track. Steve. Not after that peanut butter yeah. scenario. Yeah. Uh, number eighteen is hope. Uh, number nineteen is gin or so and hope sweet. Number twenty is the imperial sweet. And number ni- nineteen is guardians of the wills sweet. Holy shit, Whoa. they're bringing up the wills in this? <laughs> yeah, that, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Guardians of the Wills Suite. I'm interested to hear that. Mm. Uh, let's see here. Um, Is that available to buy already? Two tracks are available to listen to now. Oh, uh, if you buy it, you get the two tracks. Right. Okay. If you buy it, I believe you get the two tracks that are available to listen to now. But everything else, I think, is going to come out mm. after the movie is released. Uh, a Reddit user, a Reddit user claims to have seen the credits for Rogue One, revealing characters we didn't know were going to be in the film. Yeah. Guys, take this with a grain of salt. Here's the post. Because of my line of work, the end credits for Rogue One came across my desk the other day. While I couldn't take a picture of the screen, phone not allowed, and I like my job. I was able to scribble enough notes that offer some information about who is and is not in the film. When I got home, I snooped around online, and some of this isn't listed anywhere. wanted to offer to share this with the good people of Reddit, but I understand that I don't have verifiable proof until the release date that this is the real deal, and I didn't want to post this on the subreddit for Star Wars and get downvoted into oblivion. Fortunately, their mods suggested I post here. Anyway, here's my best re- recreation of bits of the end credit. That's the thing. Reddit Reddit is great cuz like if you post something on uh if you post something on Facebook, mm-hmm. like somebody can give you the angry face. Yes. But it doesn't fuck up your rating. Like Reddit is fucked up cuz like you can get downvoted. Mm-hmm. You've got a karma score. And, like, my karma score – like, I've been on Reddit for three years, but, like, my karma score is, like, maybe a 300 or whatever because I, I hardly do anything on there. Okay. I barely post on there. Some people have, like, really insane karma scores. But, like, this guy's worried about his karma – I'm not worried about my karma score. <laughs> I, I post shit all the time. I, I, I Sometimes I give people shit, and I'm not worried about my karma score. But it, it's, Reddit's a fun fucking place, dude. Fucking get on Reddit and have a – have a shit like there's so many subreddits just get on there and have fun it's fucking a great time <laughs> uh but here's the spoilers um let's see here they of course they go over some of the characters that we know uh Jen Erso is played by Felicity Jones uh young Jen is played by Bo Gadson um younger Jen is played by Dolly Gadson so i guess we're getting three versions of Jen Erso 
Galen Urso, of course, Mads Mikkelsen, Lyra Urso, Valene Kane, Cassian Diego Luna, K2SO played by Alan Tudyk, Chirrut Donnie Yen, Bays by uh, Yang Wen, Bodhi Riz Ahmed, Saw Guerrera, Forrest Whitaker, Mon Mothma, Genevieve O'Reilly, Bail Organa is Jimmy Smiths. Hold on here, guys. This is where it gets interesting. Princess Leia. Princess what? Leia. Yeah, yeah. Princess Leia is going to be played by Ingvild Dyla. With special thanks to Carrie Fisher, for some reason, is hmm. what they put here in the credits. Hmm. Darth Vader voiced by James Earl Jones. Darth Vader played by Spencer Wilding and Daniel Naprose. So we have two versions of Darth Vader. Back to tank version and uh, <laughs> super. Is that is that is that the reason? Oh, does and that makes sense to me. Yeah, it makes. sense. Does this make sense to you, Jake? It, it does make sense. So we've got we've got the original version, which is probably modeled after like the the Hayden Christensen version. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we've got the one that gets fucked up, right? Yeah. And he comes back and he's bigger and badder, right? Yes. So we got two versions of Darth Vader as far as like his physical appearance. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to you. It and it makes sense, sense to me. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. Uh, Krennic, of course, played by Ben Mendelsohn. Hold on. Let me blow your dick off here. Governor Tarkin, played by Guy Henry. Yeah. So they're saying Grand Moff Tarkin is going to show up in this movie. We speculated. Yeah, we've. I mean, you can, it's almost like he's in the trailer too. And they say with special thanks to Peter Cushing, yeah. uh, General Dadana, Ian McHenley. Uh, they let's see here. C three PO. Dadana is the one that you see talking to Leia, I believe, at the beginning of A New Hope. Okay, okay. Uh, C three PO, Anthony Daniels. Okay. C three PO showing up in this shit. I mean, he's going to be with Leia. Uh, if Leia's showing up, but to me, it's not far-fetched that Thrupia would be there, too. Uh character that we've heard about and we've talked about on the show, Two Tubes, played mm-hmm. by Aiden Cook. Uh, they say no – he says no R2-D2 listed, but that be that could be because of Kenny Baker's death and there's no longer a person inside. And Oh, and there is a blockade runner pilot listed, too, so this may slip right into the beginning of A New Hope. Also listed as special thanks, Lord and Miller, Ryan Johnson, Winberg, and Filoni, as well as somebody from the Lucas Archives. Um, I've also heard that Porkins is showing up in this film. <laughs> I have heard the very same thing. So that's kind of cool. A nice little Easter egg. Yeah. Porkins deserves it. Yeah. So <laughs> very interesting. Daisy Ridley, the actress who plays Ray in the Star Wars films, she talked uh, with Time Out and was asked about Ray's mysterious past, Mm -hmm. to which she responded, guys, this fucking blew my mind this week. She says, I thought a lot was answered in The Force Awakens. Yeah. Then after the screening, I went for a drink with my agent and everyone, and we were chatting away, and I realized that, oh, in their minds, it's not answered at all. It feels like when she's on the set and she's filming The Force Awakens, she feels like once she got done with this film, yeah. That she felt like she knew exactly who Ray's parents were, or like where Ray came from. Like, or, or it could be both. She also could be privy to that information from JJ, and then because she knows, it seems obvious to her with what happens in Episode Seven. I, I, I guess it, I I I I see what you're saying. Like, I feel like. Because maybe we'll feel the yeah. same way too. Like once that's the way. Because I, I read this article too. Yeah. 
And I felt like, okay, so once we find out, we're going to look back at episode seven and feel stupid because Daisy Ridley is basically saying it's obvious. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But, like, I feel like being involved in the production, I feel like she picked up something more. Like, I don't know if she was, like, given information from J.J. Like, all right. Ray. I love your JJ impersonation. Yeah, that's my JJ. It was good. <laughs> All right, Daisy Ridley, you know, your dad's Luke Skywalker or your dad is so-and-so or whatever. Like, basically, all I know from, like, what she's saying here is, like, it should be pretty fucking obvious that who her parents are. So does it sound like that we've already been introduced to her parents within this universe? Mm, yes. Yes. Like, I feel like – I. I feel like this makes me think it's Obi-Wan more than ever. I still think it's Luke. Uh, I'm with Jake here. I'm, I'm thinking that I'm, I'm going – actually, I'm siding with Jake and I'm siding with Anthony Bresnikan, the writer from Entertainment Weekly. I feel like a lot of things happened in her vision. Yeah, a lot of things happened in that vision when she picked up the uh, lightsaber. One of the things that she heard when she picked up the lightsaber was the voice of – Obi-Wan Kenobi. These are the first steps into uh, whatever the fuck he said. And that was the voice of uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I feel like she's a Kenobi. Yeah. Yeah. I feel it too. Okay. And that would make sense too because the that whole sequence is a sequence that was probably explained in more detail to Daisy Ridley as she was filming it. Right. And came across as confusing yeah. to audiences. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot about Ben Kenobi's past that we don't know about. Mm -hmm. um, and, I mean, I feel like uh, a lot of the seeds were kind of planted in the Clone Wars. We know that he does have the ability to love someone. Mm -hmm. And I feel like once he felt that, even – you know what I mean? And I feel like he was kind of like uh, one of these Jedis that was on the straight and narrow, right? Yeah. I mean, he's company man. Mm -hmm. Like – but I feel like he did fall in love in the Clone Wars, and I feel like once he felt that, I feel like he can fall in love again. It can happen for this guy again, and I feel like after this is all said and done with, he found love somewhere along the line. And I think that Ray is definitely – I'm going with it. I'm saying Ray is his granddaughter. Yeah. I'm buying it. Ray is, is, is of Kenobi heritage. She's the granddaughter of Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm buying it. I really am. I'm 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 siding with Jake. I'm siding with Anthony Bresnikan, uh, the writer for Entertainment Weekly. I'm saying she's. I'm saying Ray's fucking Kenobi. Ray Kenobi all the all the way. Yeah, it was definitely so, this. Oh. This this film was set. Uh, Force Awakens was set. Well, thirty years after the events of. Uh, she's granddaughter. Right? Granddaughter. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, and that, and that means her mum had her when she was ten. It worked. No, 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 no. If you want me to, and in past episodes, I've gone through the timeline. It works. Yeah, go for it, dude. Yeah, I'd love, I'd love to hear it. I don't have it in front of me. Fuck, Dan. I don't fucking have it. In <laughs> Damn, front of me. he called your ass out. And he said, "Yeah." I don't have it in fucking front of me, Dan. But I can fucking give you the time. You know what? Fuck it. I'll fucking pause it. I'll fucking find this shit from Anthony Bresnikan. You want? You know? You want to fucking call me out? Hold on. Let me fucking no, Google this shit. It, man. I'll fucking Google this shit. <laughs> Anthony Bresnikan. <laughs> Anthony Bresnikan, Ray Kenobi. Boom. Let me look this shit up. Uh, let's see here. Star Wars The Force Awakens Obi-Wan Theory. Obi-Wan Kenobi Theory. Let's see if this finds... Oh, Revisiting the Ray... 
Let's see here. Damn it, I don't know if this is it or not. He was one of the first ones to do this, and it does work out according to the timeline. I've, I, I've read it on the episodes before, but... Um, I mean, you also don't know when that kid happened. Like, anything could be revealed. Mm-hmm. God damn it. You're holding up the show, Dan. That's what you're fucking Sorry. doing. You're not taking my word for it, and you're holding up the goddamn show. <laughs> Sorry. Shit. Don't worry thing. about it. I've, just, I've, I've figured it out. You're saying that he had a kid between uh, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, and yeah. that kid had a kid. Yes. 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 Yep, got it. Okay. <laughs> she is, she, he's, she's not the daughter of... Kenobi, she's the yeah, granddaughter. Yeah, and yeah it, I was just working in that thirty-year timeline. Yeah, it, it works out in the in the timeline, and I've gone over this before. I, I I've I've ha- I, I have had this in my notes, and I have gone through the timeline on a previous episode, and it does work out according to the timeline. I'll look it up for next week. Um, and what I'll else go- is fucking Obi Wan going to do but make kids for in between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope? He's right. a fucking lonely yes, old hermit. <laughs> yeah, it's true, man. Can't just be looking at Luke the whole damn time. Right. Yeah, no doubt. I I don't know. I, I I feel like there's there's a really good chance that she's a Kenobi more than she is a Skywalker. I agree. This and that Daisy Ridley interview really like was like okay. Yeah, I'm buying yeah. this shit now. Yeah, I feel like there's a reason that and and people are going to be like, oh, she heard a lot of voices during that. Uh, when yeah, she, she, yeah, she Yoda. Yoda's kid. Yoda, yeah. <laughs> Yoda got it on. Right? No, 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 no. No. I'm I'm still saying that Ray's a Kenobi. I love how Daisy Ridley's yeah. basically saying we're all stupid. Like, I can't believe all these idiots <laughs> I can't believe all these idiots didn't figure yeah, it out. I mean yeah. they saw the same movie I saw. No, I feel like being a part of the production, oh. she's a little bit more privy, you yeah. know what I mean? Like I think there's things that like, you know, JJ Abrams said to her and oh, it all kind of makes sense, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it yeah. all kind of clicked for her because she was behind the scenes and she's more privy to this information than we are. Oh yeah, it's exactly what I was but, saying. But if we can take what she's saying, that she knows mm-hmm. Like, if she wouldn't have said anything in this interview, like, we'd still go into episode eight, like, wondering, like, you know, mm-hmm. who, who are Ray's parents? And I feel like, like, I, I think we can still go into this next film wondering that, but I think we've kind of got it narrowed down now. It's either a, she's either a Skywalker, mm-hmm. or she's either a Kenobi. I'm going with, I'm going with Bresnikin and saying she's a Kenobi. I agree. Bresnikin yeah. was the first one to say she was a Kenobi. I'm going with Bresnikin. Did you guys see, it was literally like after we recorded the first Star Wars episode that um, in the Disney Infinity game they had to take out a line that Kylo Ren said in the computer game? Did no, you, no, did yeah, I did, no, 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 she didn't call her cousin. She didn't. She didn't. No. Yeah, that was debunked. No, she didn't call. Oh, she, okay. No, there was a line that people people felt like like when they listened to it, he goes, uh, he says cousin. So she he everybody thought that she he was calling her his cousin the line was curses yeah oh okay so they changed well not changed it it wasn't right in the first it wasn't right in the first place he did not say cousin hey frank welcome (laughs) frank's here hey plug in your fucking mic you son of a fuck (laughs) welcome frank kids are in bed now kids are in bed so frank can get on here real quick while we wrap up you're just time for the very end of the episode frank This is the very end of the episode, so you might as well get on here. Do you want to plug in, uh, you want to hear Dan? Yeah. Plug in your headphones. I'll find it. 
Jesus Christ. If it's not Dan holding me up looking up uh, two-year-old Anthony Bresnikan articles, <laughs> it's fucking Frank putting on his goddamn headphones. Ten years too late. All right, hurry up. Get in here. Where's all the dinglies? There you go. Shove it in there. Oh man, that's what that's what Han said. The Chewy. <laughs> hey Frank, I, yeah, you missed it, dude. I missed. Uh, I, I said, dude, do you ever think that Han got uh, that Han got lonely on the Millennium Falcon and put some peanut butter on his dick? You get some like, you know. Hold on, let me turn your mic on. Hello, Welcome, Frank. there you go. Hey, all right. Yeah, you don't think a long excursion yeah. got to be undercover? There's some cuddling going on. Space is cold. Chewy's warm. Yeah. You guys are both sick. <laughs> <laughs> it's consensual. Why? I don't want to. No, 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 no. It's not consensual. Yeah, it's not. It's not? When, no. When you put peanut butter in your dick. He like, can control himself. Yeah, Chewy can't control it. Well, yeah, but it's, he's not like a, a dog or something. No, going, he is. Oh, I can't stop it. He's, it's, it's just a little treat for him. That's exactly what Brian. That's exactly saying, what I'm saying. Because he can't stop himself. Do you think it's like a red rocket? No, I'm not talking about like what We're, Chewy's got oh, going man. on. Frank, Frank's made it even worse. <laughs> Big surprise. No. <laughs> I'm, like, like, hold on, hold on. Like, Han's goal is to get. <laughs> Let me let me break this down for you, Frank. Han's goal is to get blown. Han is Han wants to bust a nut, okay? Right, right. Han is backed up, okay? Uh-huh. Chewie just wants some fucking peanut butter. <laughs> All right? <laughs> Chewie, hold on, no, no. Chewie doesn't want to suck dick. <laughs> like, if it came down to it, Chewie doesn't want to suck any cock, right? Right. Chewie likes peanut butter, Okay. But Chewy will get the peanut butter no matter how we can get it, right? Sure. You give it, you get, no, if you put, if you fucking throw peanut butter on the fucking floor, Chewy's gonna eat it, right? Yeah. Chewy loves the fucking peanut butter. There you go. Yeah. But, you know what? Han knows this. He knows that Chewy wants his peanut butter no matter what. So Han, he's taking advantage of the situation. Oh, you wanna get to this peanut butter? Well, you gotta fucking, in order to get to that peanut butter, you gotta go around my cock. I feel and like that involves, went to high school that involves, with the guy that did this. That involves we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't me. No, and it wasn't Jay. <laughs> no. I was witness to it. Anyway. That's a true story. Yeah, that's, that's a fucking true story. No yeah. wonder you're so fucked in the head. <laughs> Side note, like years later, I knew a chick who actually dated that guy. Yeah. And I talked to her about it. I'm like, so do you think he did it? And she said, that's the fucked up thing. She straight up asked the guy and his response was, well, I cannot confirm nor deny any events that took place. I'm like, really? Really, motherfucker? That's your answer? Jesus Christ. Oh, God. I can tell you right now <laughs> that the I was there that night. It happened. Oh, yeah. I it know. happened. Montgomery was there, too, wasn't Montgomery he? was there. Yeah. Yeah. It happened. Yeah. <laughs> I it, know the guy. It happened. It totally fucking happened. <laughs> yeah. Me, me and Dan are just like, uh. We rubbed, <laughs> we rubbed elbows with a higher, a higher class clientele back then. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, Chewy. Yeah, Chewbacca. Uh, yeah, well, you think he'd like half swallow and then go? I said that's the only reason that he fucking does that because <laughs> of all the peanut butter that he's been fucking sucking off of Hans' cock. <laughs> I'm telling you, episode eight, like you said, Jake, 
He's gonna be he's gonna be talking like a he's gonna be talking in proper basis. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be. He's like, finally, Jesus Christ! All these fucking years, all this peanut butter gunk has been stuck in my throat. I can explain everything. Oh the my force, god! Race, the heritage, force, everything. He's probably got like an eloquent British accent too. Yeah, I'm just thinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Enough. Enough. <laughs> Oh my no. god! No, <laughs> that is until Ray is like, oh, you know what? Well, shit! She starts spreading some peanut butter. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> no. And she ain't got to do that. Oh god! Luckiest Wookie ever. <laughs> I, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, <laughs> he did it all for the Wookie, <laughs> the Nookie, so he could eat Ray's cookie. <laughs> <laughs> guys have maybe. <laughs> Fucking A. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, you Jesus. weren't, you don't remember the 90s, you don't remember Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit. Jesus. Shit. If you don't know that, then you can count yourself lost. Didn't it feel, hold on, <laughs> didn't it feel like, like, like Limp Biscuit was like huge for like the longest time. Oh yeah, back in the day. And yeah. then they just fucking dropped off the face of the planet. Yeah. <laughs> thank, thank goodness. Thank God. <laughs> Ain't that the fucking truth. Oh my Fred Durst. They're the worst. I still blame them for Kid Rock too. You know what, we're gonna, <laughs> oh Jesus. You know what, we're, uh, we're not gonna do any of your uh, emails this week uh, and next week's going to be Rogue One so I'm not going to do any emails next week unless they're Rogue One related. Yeah and the week after cool. that no emails either. No we're probably going to do them that no are we going to do them? That no, week? No. no. Me and Jake are, are we going to do that? Yeah. Are we going to announce it? Yeah, let's announce it. Uh, me and Jake are going to do it. We're going to be doing a podcast just like it's on the was it the 24th? Yeah Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve we're going to be recording our top five favorite uh, Christmas movies, and we're going to be recording it not in person with each other, but over Skype. Yes. It might get heated, so we're doing it on Skype. Oh, purpose. I know. <laughs> People that throw shit. We might say, uh, fuck you! <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to hear this list. Yeah, I can't wait either. I've already got three of them picked out. Yeah. Four! Holy shit, I've I got, got four. I've got four too, but I honestly don't know the order they go in. I don't either. I don't either. I'm going to have to work out the order, and then I'm going to have to pick a fifth movie. Yeah. It won't yeah. be hard once you start thinking. Yeah. Cool. Dan, thanks for joining us this episode. Thanks for finding a few gaps in there. Uh, you're very welcome, sir. Thanks for having me. Dude, this is like like the like the total opposite of like the leftover army podcast where like you're yammering on the entire time and trying to keep those fuckers in line. Like <laughs> you can barely get a goddamn word in edgewise when it comes to talking with me and Jake. Yeah, that's true, man. Oh, that's why I like it as well. I just get to listen, it's awesome. Jesus Christ, can you imagine those guys on this podcast? Like they would not even exist. <laughs> Wallflowers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dan gets a first look here at the episode. Honestly, I feel like if uh, Dan Hunter and Adam Cornette was on this fucking podcast, it would be like uh, Back to the Future and Marty's looking at his hand and it's disappearing and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know? Yeah, oh yeah. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Vincent Vega. Marty, Marty's looking at that fucking Polaroid picture. And I like, haven't spoke for so long. <laughs> <laughs> My hand is starting to disappear. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. It was nice to fucking hear those guys on that podcast, man. It was yeah, nice. It was, it was nice to hear. Holy shit. I'm going to tell you. Fucking Finn Deeds Creek. That little fucker can talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he really can. Holy shit. I was not I was not ready for that. Like, I heard him on nerd porn, and I was impressed, okay? Kid was fucking. He was yammering on and shit. 
But like when he got on the Leftover Army podcast, I was just like, holy shit, this 17-year-old fucking Scott, he's got a pair of pipes on him. He is just yammering on. And like he's good. Wow. I'm like I'm no, I'm like I'm telling you, we've got a fucking future podcaster here. Nice. This well, he's fucking been, he'd been listening to us for at least like what, a quarter of his life? It doesn't matter. Yeah, you think that would make him not good. Oh. Yeah, well. exactly. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Like no, like like Finn, he's got some fucking shit to say. This fucking kid's got some shit to say. I was impressed. Like he's talking about like uh his top 5 favorite movies of all time. Number 1, he comes out not not number 1, but number 5, he says fucking uh Big Trouble in Little China. I was like, holy shit. This kid wasn't even fucking alive when this movie came out. out. His parents may not even been fucking by the time the movie came out. No, it was fucking hilarious. (laughs) On the episode, he says that his dad is only five years older than me. And he says, Brian could be my fucking father. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Jesus. (laughs) Watch out, Obi-Wan reveal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, Dan, you are so done with us. Or? What's that, Dan? Is that it for Star Wars news? That's it. We're done. Yeah, go to bed. Okay. <laughs> Fuck this episode. <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, you're, you're, you're never going to want You're never signing up for this shit again, are you, Dan? <laughs> I fucking love it. You know that. Dude, no. Next time I call upon you, you're going to be like, oh, dude, I got fucking shit going on. <laughs> Make <laughs> up a lot. with Johnny tomorrow as well. So. Oh, my oh, God. Wow. Oh, my God. It's all right. That's like... I don't know, like one o'clock or something in the afternoon. So I'll be fine. What are you guys talking about? Loads of stuff. Lots of the things we covered today. And uh, he's been doing the first playthrough of uh, The Last Guardian, which yeah. is that new game that um, uh, the guys that made uh, Ico and Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. Because of course he gets it like two weeks earlier because he lives in Japan. So mm. he live live streamed it on Twitch, and he wrote the review, which is on the PCR website as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he's going to be going through that. And he's been waiting for that game for 10 years. So I'm hoping yeah. it was good. And Johnny asked me to be on his podcast and he's like talking to me about video games. And I'm like, dude, dude, I, you know, I don't play these. Yeah. <laughs> like John, and then see the, the fucked up thing is though, is like Johnny will like, I'll listen to his episode when he, like he had Jake on and I listen, yeah. you know, cause I support my friends. Unlike some people, you know. Yeah, yeah. Jake's looking over his shoulder, like, "What me? Not me." I feel like I'm like, something. <laughs> yeah, like I support my friends, and so like if they're involved in something, I want to listen. So like, uh, Jake was on that podcast. Jake, I'm not trying to make you feel like shit. I, I, I don't I give don't. a shit. I know you don't. <laughs> You're a soulless motherfucker. I'll be sleeping like a baby. <laughs> so anyway, so anyway, I'm listening to the podcast. Jake's on Igataku's Pub Stomper podcast. I'm listening to that shit. And uh you guys talk about video games for a little bit, but then you start talking about movies. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, I could contribute to that shit. You got conned. But all Johnny does is he fucking messages me and he's like, hey, we're going to be talking about such and such video game. And he's like, you want to come on? And I'm like, dude, I don't play video games. But then you guys <laughs> talk about movies, too. It's like, sh- what the fuck? Yeah, dude? we pretty much talk about films the most, actually, out of anything. I know. It's like... uh he just needs to have me on. If he wants to have me on, he needs to have me on for a fucking day when you guys are just talking about a movie or something. Yeah, like, cool. 
these well, video games yeah. are beyond me. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. You guys uh, touching these little things in your hands and <laughs> clicking buttons and controlling people and, oh, I defeated somebody. I feel so good about myself now. Oh, I, I finally, I finally uh, tapped these buttons in the correct uh, sequence to where I could defeat this uh, fictional character on my TV screen. I did it. Yeah. Well, you got to do that because if I get into a fight in real life, I'm going to get my ass kicked. So video games are the only place I stand a I chance. I accomplished so much. By clicking these buttons, I clicked this X button three times, as opposed to last time when I clicked this square and I fucked up, you know. But now I did it! Yay! I did it! I did so much! Yay! Yay! Well, look at me! But you know, like the dexterity is great for clitoris training. Um, really? Is that it? Is that it? You learned you learned all of your uh, sexual prowess from uh, flicking uh, little uh, buttons on a controller. Nine times out of ten, the lights are off, and hand-eye coordination comes in handy. Really? Is that is that is that really? It's my excuse. I'm sure all these basement video gamers—that's what they move on to—is eating all that pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, that's that's the next logical step for being an anti-social gamer. Just munching nonstop box. (laughs) God. Uh, it makes perfect sense. Hold on. Hold on. Here's Frank in the bedroom. Oh, God. Here we go. And here's what he does with his tongue. Up, up, down, <laughs> down, left, right, left, right, B, A, select, start. Boom. <laughs> Orgasm. And 30 that's extra the, lives. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the uh, Konami orgasm code, apparently. All right. Actually, hey. I do the alphabet. You trace the alphabet with your tongue. Oh, I've heard that before. That's such bullshit. If, if you're down there and you don't know what the fuck to do, it gives you something like like something to concentrate on. That's such bullshit. Eh. Alphabet. <laughs> alphabet. I play tic tac toe. <laughs> yeah, it could work. Like, I did not need the visual, Frank. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I stuck my tongue out. I totally did. <laughs> That'll be the last time I look at you on podcast. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> I ain't got no peanut butter, Frank. Oh, Back shit. off. All right. Yeah, thanks for joining us. What was this? Episode 167. Fuck if I know. I don't know. Something anymore. like that. I can't wait for the revival of 69. 169? Yeah. I promised you 169. <gasps> if you're on that oh, episode, fuck. Frank. Technically, 169 would be the one you guys are doing the Christmas show. Nah, that'll on. be a bonus. Okay. That'll be a fucking bonus. I'll call it a Christmas boner episode. It's the PCL holiday special. So yeah. then it'd be the Tuppies, maybe. That might uh, be too much of a distraction for the Tuppies. Shit. <laughs> you know what? No, throw some dick shit in there. <laughs> you go for it, Frank. You know what? We're gonna mix it in. We're gonna mix it in. Mix in some dick. I'm on. Yeah. Dick shit in every episode. When What's you the yeah, but between no, when, on, on sixty nine, I was like unbridled. Like when, he, there was not enough. When we get to the young Murph Award and you start talking all pervy, <laughs> oh God, we'll have Chris Hansen come in, sit down. <laughs> Show you what's up. Oh, yeah. You thought you came here to fuck a young girl and drink sweet tea? Hi, my oh, name's Jared going. Fogel. Oh, my God. What a sick fuck. All right. Dan, thanks yeah. for joining. I Fuck this show. Thanks um, for filling in for me, buddy. Yeah. You're welcome. Dan, Dan was here, but, like, he was not here. Yeah, his spirit was here. His... <laughs> 
I tried. <laughs> he was in good spirits too. The few times we heard from him, he was very. Few times. He was very jovial. Dude, holy shit, man! No, I think I think it says a lot for me and you, Jake, that we are just. No, we're self-absorbed. Oh yeah, and we don't. <laughs> and we don't shut the fuck up. Like we've got like Dan. Like I've listened to him like on these other podcasts. Dan's a really interesting dude, but we wouldn't know that because we don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like Dan's got a lot to say. He's got really good points to make. We wouldn't know that because we won't shut the fuck up to let him make a point. It's true. <laughs> if I want to know about Dan, I can listen to his bullshit podcast. <laughs> Hey, hey, here's my public service announcement. Trust us, Dan is a really interesting guy. That's a good PSA. I'll back that up. By the way, 15 minutes ago, we talked about some dude we knew in high school who got a dog to suck his dick. That happened, dude. I'm pretty sure the context clues were there, Frank. I just wanted to make sure if anybody forgot. <laughs> I'm not the smartest pulp in the bunch, but I, I was pretty on to what you were talking about. And I didn't know the story either. <laughs> this is, uh, is this officially the worst episode? No, not even close. Top half. I brought it down by showing up. Top half episode. Mm. I agree. All right. Next week we'll be back for, um, Star Wars, uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, whatever the fuck it's oh, called. Oh, God. <laughs> it's not, that's Star Wars story. Like, when they throw that in there, like, I expect, like, this to be like a golden book. That's what, that's what I said when they first said <laughs> Doesn't it? Yeah. yeah it's totally yeah. golden book Star, bullshit. Yeah, I hate it. The fucking gold binder and shit. Yeah. Like, yeah the fucking- I kind of warmed up to it the first time I saw it in the logo of Rogue yeah. One. I yeah. do like seeing the traditional Star Wars right. font right there. But just saying it out loud is still cumbersome. Dan, did you want to talk about your buddy, or you want to like keep that off? Like, uh, you want to keep that on the DL? Oh no, I'll just let you guys know about that on the on the download. <laughs> All right, dude, that's on the download. All right, nobody knows what I'm talking about, so that's on the. I'm gonna DL. find out once we get done recording. Um, I'm sure it's more peanut butter dog shit. <laughs> you're, you're gonna like this one. All right, dude, that's on the DL. So I ain't saying shit. Nobody knows anything. Nobody's the wiser. All right, cool. All right, guys, and just like all good leftovers say on their doggy bags, <laughs> lick that peanut butter. <laughs> lick it. Lick it until it's goddamn gone. <laughs> we'll see you. See you next week. See you, Army. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like It's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's race it, clean erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over, counterculture, push over. Pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent 
It's the band that's singing this hot culture leftovers. Podcasts that are original and good. They've already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft of crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Counterculture pushover. Pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said Leftover Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Counterculture pushovers. Pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers.